that little red light to say we are always oh, wearing the mask. He's wearing the mask. Now he's safe. What is up, everybody? Welcome it's to the Justin Shear Show, episode 24. Very proud to say it's episode 24. Another, oh, you know, now everyone's burping their masks off. This isn't right. This isn't right. <laughs> Guy, guys, we're all social distanced. You don't have to wear your masks. I, I promise. Very, very, well, very distant. I'm not, not going to catch the COVID here. Okay. No, you're good. <laughs> I am Big Daddy Cool, Mr. Tim Tabala. To my immediate, oops, I can't, I can never do this. This right guy here, that's Hollywood Dave. Down in that corner, that's the bad, that's the bad guy, Mr. Eric Zant. And down below, we got Bird and Mania running a wild. What is going on, gentlemen? Yeah. Fellas, how was your week? What's going on? Oh, pretty good. Can't complain. Staying same, same. safe, wearing masks. Always. We're not going out in public, staying away Lots from people. Wrestling. Especially yeah. you Florida guys. You Florida guys. Amen. Um, Let me tell you, when New York, New York just put, how many more states? Did you read that thing? Another? Yeah, like another. Third, a lot of 11 states on, on the stay away from us list. This is New York doing that. Hmm. Remember a few months ago, New Yorkers were the most hated people in this country. Nobody now we got you all. Now we got everybody else on the stay away from us list. That's how much things have changed in the past few months, and that's completely insane to me. We, yeah. we have the boss. It's four, right? Now we got the boss. We got the boss on. Everybody on their best behavior. Uh-oh. The boss is watching, and of course, oh. by the boss, I say Mr. Steve, because Scott Peterson is not a boss. He doesn't do anything for us. He <laughs> uh, never, never comes on the show when I send him the link. So he, but, he's he's one of the Stooges. Well, and, <laughs> and of course, Ra- Ra- Raul, I'm going to ban you. Listen, Raul, I'm going to ban you from the show. The one week. Jerry White Claw. Ra- 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 <laughs> when you bring up White Claw, claw you're going to get claw. banned. You're going to get this Claw. Claw's a law, guys. Remember that. Oh, let's say, yeah, we got a saying, too. That's not good. Mm-mm. All right, guys, let's get into this real quick because this weekend Big was... Weekend. Uh, Okay, <laughs> I don't know if those are the words that I would use for it. it was eventful. Okay, eventful. Event yeah. eventful is a good word. Eventful yeah. is the very very good word. Uh, let's start the with Slam Anniversary. Right uh, happy because baseball is about to be back, and you know his Mets are still uh, tied for first uh, right now. See you after the weekend. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. So Saturday was Slam Anniversary. That's Impact's really big WrestleMania type show, and the main main story was. WWE guys popping up left and right. Uh, most of the guys who were cut, you know, fired from that last round of uh, getting fired or whatever. Uh, my two guys, my two favorites. Actually, I popped a shirt on today. The Good Brothers. The Good Brothers, Gals and Anderson. I'm very happy that they're there. Um, Heath Slater, who just had his, I guess they're going to call it a farewell now. Uh, yeah, from that, that WWE but- match on Raw. Yeah. I, I didn't taped, get that. That was, that was taped a while back, though. Apparently, oh, oh, oh that was taped. Got to remember now the taping. They're taping two episodes a week, mm-hmm. so we don't know when. So we this probably could have been done a couple months or maybe a month ago, weeks ago. Yeah, we're we're back in the nineties with the tapings and the <laughs> all that all that fun stuff. But I'm surprised more stuff doesn't leak. Uh, Bert, you know more about it than I do. Like I said, I missed it. Um, who were the other guys that popped up? How was the actual show? Was there any other? Well, Special revelations. The well, the big the big hype going into the show was who was going to be the mystery fifth participant 
in the five-way match for the vacant, I believe, Impact Championship that Tessa Blanchard before she didn't want to do business, and they basically let her go, and that was it. Title was stripped, vacant. Um, a lot of returns. Uh, the Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Saban and Alex Shelley, reunited and are back with the company, working again against the the North, which is like the their the tag the the big tag team that TNA has right now, and uh, they they've been pretty good. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, you know, still going. Had a very nice old school match against Moose, who's been uh, actually pretty consistent with a lot of, uh, compared to the other guys up there. Also, Diana Perazzo, formerly of NXT, won the, the knockouts title, and uh, which is a good move for her because I feel like she um, was a little underused in NXT. I feel like they didn't use her enough. Uh, maybe, you know, it could have been for whatever reason, but I'm glad that she's uh, uh, having some success. EC3 is back in TNA. Now you guys, and, uh, well, you, you, you younger guys know better than, than me and Eric will about is EC3 the hype? Is he hype? Is he, is he, like I said, I heard him coming in. They did absolutely nothing with them. That's going to be on the list. Our future yeah. list. Show EC3? About. Exactly. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He was very hyped in the Indies. He was very hyped on impact. Came Eric, to the, is uh, Eric Young. No, that's no, Eric Young too. Eric Young, too, also. Yeah, yeah he, 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 was the, he, he was the fifth participant in the match. Yeah, he went back to Impact. He went too. back to Impact, right? Yeah. Which yeah. I'm actually, hey. you know what? You know, Eric Young and, and NXT is another one. You know, he just didn't he just didn't click. I mean, you know, because he's talented. I mean, Eric Young going back for years, you know, back especially when uh, he had his whole serious turn and started wearing suits and shaved his head and was just like, you know, working that old school style in TNA, he was he was getting pretty big. And um, you know, when he went to NXT, I was excited because I'm like, oh, this guy, you know, he has some potential because he, he was comedic as hell, uh, charismatic. You know, was one of the only guys doing a tomb, uh, doing a power driver in all of wrestling, which was just always cool. But um, I just felt that you know him and EC3, you know, it's the same thing. EC3 basically made his name in Impact. You know, because you started on NXT back in when it was initially just like a talent show back in 2010, and then things didn't really turn out his way. And then he got released, and then ended up Impact, and he just got huge. I mean, they did the whole storyline where he was like uh, Dixie Carter's nephew, and uh, but it worked. I mean, he got over. He was, you know, the crowd the crowd really liked him, and uh, you know, he had that hype and went to NXT a couple years ago. But you know, outside of a couple of matches, he didn't really do anything. Yeah, I wasn't impressed with anything he did because they didn't yeah. give him anything to do. Yep. But like I said, I feel, like, I feel like they have better – I feel like they fit better in Impact because Impact, they know how to book guys like that. Because WWE, it's like if, if you're not a certain – if you're not a certain way, if you're not – if you don't work a certain style, if you don't get working the WWE way, it's going to be very hard to get over. And He's Eric right. Young, don't forget, was put, was put into Sanity. Yeah. And I thought Sanity was going to be a great mm-hmm. thing. And as, as soon as – they hit the main roster. Goodbye. Yeah. Saturday was gone. I mean, they split everybody up. Yeah. Uh, whatever. And then Eric Young was the one that fell on the wayside because you got mm-hmm. Nikki Cross who's getting women title shots. You got uh, who was the other one? Killian Dane still running around. And then yeah. Eric Young. I don't know. Whatever. Wasn't uh, uh, any other. Wasn't yeah. Eric Young? Didn't he have a storyline with ODB once? I believe so. Whatever happened to her? 
Real quick. I think she. What do you guys, what do you guys I, know about her? I mean, I, I liked her. You know, I was because back then when she was in TNA, I was watching TNA pretty heavy, like oh, 2009, 2008, 2010. And she, you know, she was good. I thought that um, she was different, especially compared to what WWE was doing with their Divas matches at the time. Um, but yeah, I always, I always liked her. I never necessarily disliked her. I, I got like she a was huge, I got a huge crush on her. Like, <laughs> I, I like that. I like the. I like that. Like that. That. That like aunt who like chain smokes too much voice, and I like. I like it when she slaps her. She carries a flask. Area. <laughs> yeah, carrying a flask. That just that's another. Uh, you know. Perfect. You know, everybody's drunk. See, I was. I was gonna say she's definitely different, mm-hmm. and that just fits right. That fits right in Eric's mold, so that's a good thing. I mean, that's when they had. That's like, when they had like Awesome Kong too, when she was having her initial big run, and it worked. Not, I mean, they, she's not unsexy. Yeah. Awesome Kong. Look, I got a, I got an eclectic <laughs> taste. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not judging. I'm just asking. I can see the taste. I'm not judging. Uh, where Eric's going because you have Nia Jax too, who is like the love of his life. So I, mm. I, I see the taste going there. Hey man, hey. I think Sir Mix a lot said it, and I'm not gonna say it. Oh god. <laughs> hey, whatever floats your boat. It's all right with me. I got no problem with that. We, we, we all, but, we all um, go through phases and have different, you know, different tastes. I, I'm just <laughs> being honest with my feelings now. You know, I'm just... but um, but, regar- but regardless, um. You know, impact. They had a good showing. Um, I feel like you know, people don't really talk about them as much compared to AEW and WWE. I mean, obviously AEW because they're newer, but Impact ever since um, I forget his name, uh, Scott Demore took over his booking, and you know, basically they own the company now. You know, they've been they've been consistent. I mean, they they have a lot of new faces. You know, they don't necessarily. Pick up everyone, you know, that, that gets dropped from WWE right away. You know, they kind of build their own guys. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and it works, you know. They definitely develop talent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, back to, we, we should do a uh, – good, good. Well, it just sucks that the WWE looks down on any anybody else's developmental, you know. It's like back in the day, there were guys that would come in, you know, from wherever, whatever territory that could work circles around – WWE guys with the, with yeah. the stuff, but nowadays, you know, Vince is ah, that was that was that wasn't Vince. I'm sorry. They did they did take all the t- all the good TNA guys just just a few yeah. years too late. They, they a few did. years too late. Yeah, and, I agree. And, with and that. if Luke, I would say if Luke Gallows ever hears this, stop going there. You you had like three <laughs> runs there, four runs there, and they crap on you every single time. Just let it go, man. I think it'll be all right now. Yeah, now he'll yeah. be good. Plus, he's anyway. doing Japan. They, they they made a deal with Japan too, so they can do both both shows. So Makes that's sense. good for them because they're because they're huge in Japan. So yeah, they really are. Just can, we like, send, can we send ODB a link to the show so she can watch this and fall in love with me? <laughs> I I can do my best. I'm sure she's on Twitter. I'll send the link. Yes, I'll send you. the link to her later on Twitter. Send it to her. <laughs> baby doll. Hey, maybe maybe you can get her on the doll. show. You get her on the show. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> All right, we're gonna. Uh, well, Dave, you have any comments on the uh, Slamiverse before we move on? Uh, no. Uh, unlike Bird, I've never really given TNA my my time. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I'll pass. Oh, I have no. I have nothing. <laughs> I have nothing against TNA. I have nothing against it. I just don't know when it's on or where it is. I can't. I can ever find it. Yeah, I, I feel like it's been on. Like it was I'll like, watch it. We're like on Pop Access. Uh, what was it? Yeah, like, they move at one point. It's like they don't yeah. have a specific channel that they're always on. No, I, I, I find like uh, crazy independent wrestling more easier than I find those guys. That's why I just, I just if I find them, I'll watch them. No problem. Especially because now you know you got the, you know, the Good Brothers. Were probably my favorite new tag team. But I, I and again WWE. Well, then, then, um, let me shut up because that's the list. That's the list for the next oh, show. Also, so we won't, also, um, we won't get into that. <laughs> with Heath, with Heath Slater, I'm actually really excited for him because he's been in WWE his whole career so far. Like going back, like developmental and Deep South and OVW. You know, he's been pretty much a WWE guy and has a, you know, outside of the whole angle, he has a right. He had a Rhino. When they won the tag team titles a few years ago, you know I'm excited to see what he does because this is really the first time that he's going to be on his own. You know he's going to we'll get see. Put, yeah we'll see yeah, you know hey no way give him a chance you never know he's got kids you never know he's got kids he's got kids he's got to feed those kids yeah man all right now oh god here we go I got to take a drink before we even start this. <laughs> This is where I, this is where I wish I didn't, this is where I wish I didn't give up drinking because I'd take a big shot of vodka right now. <laughs> is somebody gonna tell me about the eyeball? Like what? You want to start oh, with it? We'll start with the eyeball then, just to get this out of the way. Yeah, Eric, the horror show. It was called Extreme Rule. The horror show at Extreme Rules. I didn't understand why. I had no idea why they called it that, but now I understand completely because they just knew this was gonna be a hell of a show. Uh, all right, we'll start with that match since you you can't wait for the eyeball. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, Seth Rollins decides to take Rey Mysterio's face and smash it on the corner steps and do a little rubby rub where it looked like it took his eye out. So there was blood, and, but he didn't only take the eye out, obviously. But his eye was messed up. He couldn't see. So going into this match, the big stipulation was an eye for an eye where the only way the match could stop was to pop your opponent's eyeball out. Let, let let me let me let that settle for a second. Let the let, let anyone watching right now. We actually have a lot of people watching. Thank you for watching, everybody. Thank you. Guys. Let everybody who's watching this right now. Let's let that settle. Eyeball out of your body <laughs> to win the match. This isn't ECW back in the day. This isn't some crazy ass single promotion somewhere. Eye for an eye. Bunker, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Eric, Seth Rollins does the same thing to Ray this time. You hear Ray let out a huge scream, yeah. and then you look real closely. If you look very closely at the pictures, I'll post the pictures on our page too. In Ray Mysterio's hand, you see an eyeball. Yeah, see, see the side, see the dead silence. That's exactly what I needed. The dead silence. You kind of see an eyeball, and he's rolling it, and then Seth Rollins takes a look at it. And throws up. He really threw up on this on the outside of the ring. This is where we are right now, as far okay. as WWE. Uh, Eric, since so wait, wait, since you, since you guys watched, Eric didn't see this. What is your first impression? I wish of what I, I didn't watch this. I know, Eric. <laughs> so you go first, Eric. What is your impression of what I just told you? You guys ever see that Kermit the Frog meme where he just goes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
And you got a All green right. cup too. It works perfect. What 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 the what the Steve Ferracci is going on here? <laughs> why why are we resorting to eyeball popping matches? If I could channel Jim Cornette for a minute, don't these guys know how to wrestle? You know, it's like, come on. It's like this, I mean that that's where do you that's go a, now? Oh, I mean, this, that's this that's the sad the, part is that they both know how to wrestle really good. They, yeah. Obviously, they don't have any faith in them, or they wouldn't be popping their eyeballs out of each other mm -hmm. or Rey Mysterio. So yeah, the next match, I can see it now. I can see it up on the marquee. The first person to break off a piece of wood off the pallet and stab the other person in the left kidney match. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, this is basically, this is basically uh, yeah, this is basically the Viagra on a pole or uh, yeah. a little Judy bit more Bagwell on a forklift. I mean, Judy Bagwell on a forklift. This is all the same crap. I'm gonna say, so, is Vince Russo back? I mean, what's going on here? This is bad. I don't know, but if you, if you I said if you watch it, I mean, even Sam was watching. I was like, because she she made fun of me when the when the announcement came on. It's like, oh, the, the only way you can win is to take the other eye out. Like even the announcer said it with with such gusto. I was like, you're an idiot. I was like, you're an idiot for even announcing <laughs> it that way. How do you announce uh, that with a straight face? But Sam looks at me. She goes. You're really gonna take his eyeball out? I said, Yeah, like I was joking. I was like, Yeah, man, take the eyeball out. And then when they showed the eyeball, see the quotes in his hand, all gross and coming out, and then then this guy puked. She was like, What just happened? I said, Took his eyeball out. Told you. Took, I, I had defended a little puked. bit. <laughs> Seth Rollins puked on I right outside. At least, at least he sold it well, you know. No, no, I defend. It was jokingly. I was defending. She was, <laughs> she, she was making fun of the fact that I was even watching it. So I had to defend Ray, it a little bit. If Ray isn't wearing an eye patch going forward over the mask, he has to. Has to, bro. That's the only way. Uh, you you yeah. have to. You have to. You, unless the kayfabe is going to be broken, bro. You have to do that. Because how can you watch that and literally say, "Is I the match will not end until the opponent takes eyeball out of the other opponent?" It's like what? Oh, they covered that already, though. The big announcement. We have some good news. Rey Mysterio's injury not as bad as initially thought. So they probably oh. that eye is probably popped back in, and he's ready to go next week. That's not how it works. No, <laughs> that's not Eric. How it Eric, the eyeball looked like uh, when you go fishing and you have that. What is it? The I don't even know what it's called. I don't go fishing, and you have that little white ball that has like the red underneath. The bobber. I'm assuming that's what it yeah. is. That's exactly what the eye looked like. It looked like a bobber. It looked like a bobber. It was like red on half a side, and the other side was white. It was. And I... you could, well, you could tell Samoa Joe was like when it came out, like his enthusiasm just went down. He's like, "It's out." All right, all bunker, bunker, bunker <laughs> shut out. the hell up! Or I'm gonna rip one of your eyeballs out, <laughs> patriot, redneck, Georgia peach. Whatever, Georgia Peach. So, I, you guys have anything to say about it? You be my guest. I, I got nothing else to say. It was, it was a horrific. Uh, like you said, I want to know. You know what? I want to know. What did Rey Mysterio do to Vince McMahon for his last two runs in WWE that have been absolutely effective? And again, I'm, I'm not a big Ray guy, but the dude was phenomenal. He was a great athlete, great yeah. wrestler, the ultimate underdog. He could hold his own with anybody. Now it's just like his last two runs have been hell. Yeah, I mean, Ray, just Ray uh, beat left and right, and now we got it lost an eyeball. Don't well, you think, think Ray kind of gave credibility to these modern guys because 
you know, he's kind of one of the guys that showed that you didn't have to be on all gassed up. And, you know, Hercules Hernandez, Ultimate Warrior, Luger, you know, you didn't have to yeah. be like, like a big, huge muscle dude. The Renegade. To be I mean, um, Renegade. I mean, but there's, there's other guys, though. I mean, Shawn Michaels is kind of the poster for that. Shawn, yeah, but Ray is just, he was just, he was five foot two, but he's, he was just phenomenal. I mean, he never missed a beat. He he was like it was like bam 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 and yeah. it was so great. Yeah, Sean. Okay, I'll give you props, Sean. Sean paved the way, but Ray kind of modern. I mean, in the mo- more modern era when Sean was kind of and Ray was. Yeah. Up. I mean, nobody. I mean, come on, yeah, don't compare HBK to anybody. Just, <laughs> he's I, on a on a league on his own. Yeah, he's a league of his own. But he's, think he's, about it. Well, Ray has he now fallen off. He got thrown off a building and the money in the bank. Right? He had these, Forgot about that, <laughs> then too. Got, oh then he God. got his... Well, so he should be thing. dead. So he should be dead. He should be, don't dead. Forget, he should be dead. Ray's last run should have been he dead. The building. He's don't forget what like Kevin Nash did to him. Yo, yeah, you I mean, him, like, you know, he got one guard. The big show tied into his stretcher and smacked him against the <laughs> ring post six times. This poor guy. I swear this poor at guy. Least he, at, at least he took time after that happened, you know? No, but I, see, I, 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 I thought at least I thought maybe the kid would come out. Eric, I don't know if you cheated, but Ray Mysterio's kid is heavily involved in the storyline. Dominic, the one from WCW when Eddie Guerrero told him, "I'm your father." Yeah, this kid's now this kid's six five now, which when he, he stands has, next he to Mysterio, he looks ridiculous. A little bit, a little bit of a growth spurt, just a little bit. Oh, yeah, a little bit. The guy, yeah. the kid's a monster. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you know he's training. You know he wants, and you know that's why Mysterio is there right now. Yeah, it's for his kid. It's not for him. I'm thinking. Dominic comes out and says, no, 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 you know, don't do this to my father. He'll say, well, you join me, become one of my disciples, and, and I won't take your father's eye out. I'm like, hey, that's good. I even told my wife, that's what's going to happen. Guarantee it. They're going to pull a wow. They're going to pull a David Flair. Exactly. I'm, and, and then when, it, when, when the eye pops out, I'm like, wow, I have completely lost touch. Mm. I have completely lost touch with what's going on right now. So – any more about the eyeball? You guys can go for it because I, I think I'm pretty much done with this subject. Nah, I think we said enough. Yeah, yeah. I want to be able to speak the rest of the show. That's- exactly. <laughs> it it get, the, the night got worse though. <laughs> the night gets really. It got really weird. All right, so let's do the the women's match. Let's go to the women's match real quick. Actually, like this. You liked it. I like you like it. Good. You explain then. Good. Explain. Explain what happened. I mean, I I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to, you know, uh, make Sasha and Bailey kind of the new female two man power trip kind of. In a little Which bit I like. Of a way. I like that. Which I like. I like them both as bad. Be, I think. Be, I think because both for me, for, for me, it's hard. Like especially a couple. Uh, I forget which pay per view it was, but it's when they had the fatal four way for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and you knew Sasha wasn't going to betray Bailey, or vice versa. So it, you know, if if you give when they won the tag titles, it was like okay, you know they're 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 aligned. No one's going to betray each other. Okay, fine. So the fact that you know now you know Bailey helped her win the Raw Women's Title, which is like okay, now they're definitely not gonna you're not gonna have that thought of oh Sasha's just you know waiting her time to get the SmackDown Women's Title. You know now they're good. You know they literally have all the belts. Hashtag all the all the straps. And uh, you know I like it. You know because they're both. I mean. You know, say what you want about Bailey, but Sasha Banks, you know, from a character perspective, 
One of the best. No, but you're, you're not talking Hunter about the, the ending. Best. Oh, the ending. Talking, oh, I mean, you're not talking that's about the actual. Yeah, you got to explain it to Eric. Eric, you got to explain. Oh, Eric's going to plot. Because Bailey basically came in, she put on a ref shirt and counted the three for uh, Sasha to win over uh, the referee. Oscar. The referee got knocked out. Yeah, Eric, he got the referee got knocked out. So Bailey just hops in the ring, takes his shirt off, puts the shirt on, counts to three, and says, "That's legal." You're the new <laughs> Sasha's the new champion, and they just walk out with all the belts. Why are we even talking about this? <laughs> Eric, it gets better. On Monday Night Raw, they have um, I think Bailey fought Kyrie Zane. Yeah. And uh, Sasha's on the uh, on the outside with the, the raw tag team champ or the raw belt, woman's belt. Asuka's on the other side and does nothing to go get her belt back. <laughs> that Stephanie McMahon clearly said. She didn't win. It's like, oh, yeah, you guys will have a match next week and determine the winner. It's like, oh, okay, so I'm just going to let her walk away with my belt. Remember back in the day how you would chase someone down if they had your belt to the point where Austin threw the rocks into a river? That's, you know, it's just, that's what's going on right now. Honky, honky came out and smashed a guitar over the warrior's head. I mean, come on, man. It's, it's... You get your belt back. That's like you get your belt back. Yeah, it, it, it's just a bizarre, bizarre way to end the match, too. And like you said, I like them as heels. I like them doing heel things and, and stupid things like just declaring themselves champion. But this is the middle of a pay-per-view. I, I don't know. It was just a weird way to end this match. And there was and where where, where is all the authority figures during well, this pay-per-view? They're, they're quarantined at home. Quarantined. <laughs> well, someone could pop a call up and could make a phone call and say, listen, that was illegal. You can't do that. You know, you can't just walk out with the women's like that should have been stopped at the ramp. You're not the champion, idiot. Go back in the ring. We'll send another referee down. That's what should have happened. Uh uh-uh. This is like a free for all. No boss, no nothing, no Triple H, no Stephanie, no Vince, no Pritchard, no, I don't know who else back there. Everybody else has been furloughed, man. It's like <laughs> so uh all right, so that that was that one. Where's Kurt Angle when you need him? Oh, yeah, that's exactly. right. He's gone. <laughs> he's technically he's, – he's not going anywhere. He's just technically fired. He's yeah. not going anywhere. He's okay. Uh, and then we have – well, Dave, I think you said there was, there was a reason for this one. Uh, MVP, who I do not like, and I do not like the fact that he's getting a push of some kind, decides to fight Apollo Crews for the uh, U.S. Championship. And he just made he, he's one of these dudes who just made his own US championship belt and said I'm the champion basically. And so anyway, he was supposed to fight Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz doesn't show up. He's supposedly injured from two weeks ago. Doesn't show up. Oh, he didn't show up. I win. I'm the champion. I got my belt. Let's get out of here. So it's like two of these instances happened in one night. Yes. With the eye with the eyeball. You see where we're going with this pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Dave, you said you heard somewhere that he has COVID. Is that true? Yeah, that's uh, what that's they were fairly, reporting, yeah. that he got COVID. And I just – well, my thing was, okay, if you know that this is the case, like, uh, why wait to the pay-per-view that you're still, like, you know, advertising this for? Like, I, I think they should have done something a lot sooner. Like, okay, you, you, you have it. Okay, you can't show up. All right, let's change up the storyline. Have him being attacked in the back or something like that. But they basically went off an injury from it wasn't even two weeks. It was a month ago that they're like, "Oh yeah, when uh, Bobby Lashley put him in the uh, the hold, he had something wrong with his like, yeah, what was it, a uh, spine or something like that?" Like this, 
yeah like a disc and it was like okay that uh, i guess so this yeah, is like exactly this is i guess a big ball of shit this this whole thing is mm-hmm. yep. yeah yep. it was did you ever well, think what the high... this? no <laughs> no <laughs> and this is why i keep saying nxt and even aew are just up here and raw and smackdown are down here and i don't know what the hell is going on but like you said, if the guy has COVID, you can come up with something else. You yeah. A better ending than just, oh, he's not here. He forfeits. I'm the champion. You well, don't get the like, belt by a forfeit. When was the like last time I, that happened? It's like what I told you. The Jeff Hardy and uh, Sheamus bar fight was supposed to be on the pay-per-view. And they scrapped the last minute, took it off the pay-per-view, and they're going to do it on SmackDown now. They could have easily done the same thing with this. Mm. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Um, by the way, also, now you see what happened last night, too. Uh, like I said, they're starting the new nation of domination. Uh-huh. Because even even uh, Ron Simmons was involved, but they might scrap that too. I, I, this is, I'm not even joking when I say that. I'm not messing with you. This was the storyline. MVP, even Ron Simmons was going to be involved. Bobby Lashley, Shelton Benjamin, and I think Cedric Alexander is going to turn on, on uh, what's his name, Ricochet. And they're going to be the new nation of domination, which is where you get the undisputed era's face run turn. They mm. were going to be the two, the, the factions that were battling. But here comes Vince. Vince is like, no, 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 no. I don't know if I like that or not, especially because, you know, things going on in the world right now. We don't need an all black guy group, nation of domination. It's like, dude, really? We, we know the difference between the real world. I watch wrestling because I don't want to watch the real world. I get it. I understand what's going on. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get all swept up in, in this, but, We'll see if it happens now, but that's where they are leading. But they picked up Benjamin last night, so I don't know if that's where they're going to go. And they got two belts. I, I now. mean, to be to be fair, you know, MVP did this in TNA when he was there a couple years ago. Like the same thing, Bobby Lashley. I think it was um, uh, what's his name? It was some other African American wrestler? But they kind of did the same thing, where like they kind of had a faction that wanted to take over the company and blah blah blah. So this is a re- this is a recycled storyline. Yeah, that's why it really like it didn't really resonate. Nation of Domination. It was more about is what it recycled. If no one watched it, though. Hey, I watched it. <laughs> I know. I know what happened. You know. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So what was now? Now before we get to uh, Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman, what, 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 were there other highlights? Was there any any highlight in this pay per view that made you? Matt uh, right. and Ziggler was I was surprised and knew they lost the tag titles. That I picked, I picked them to lose. I picked mm. them to lose. You did. Because I, I said it last week. It's time. Stop with the new day already. But Eight you know what they're champions. probably gonna do. Once Xavier Woods comes back, it's gonna Hilton. be like they're gonna. No, I don't think they're gonna heal. I think they're gonna win the titles again. Probably. And then it's just like you have Cesaro and Nakamura not doing nothing. I think they deserve better than the tag team championships. All right, they're on my list. That that's next week. We'll stop talking mm-hmm. about that list. <laughs> and with, um, with with McIntyre and Ziggler, I was just like, I already know who's I already know what's gonna happen. For one second, I did not believe that Ziggler was gonna win the title, especially now the way that they're pushing Drew. Not, not know, even with the stipulation. Hell no. Mm-mm. I'm just tired of Dolph Ziggler. I'm sorry. I love he's like he, he's, he's, no. it's it's not it's come on it's not 2013 anymore. But who's, he, that's not Dolph's fault. He's still he's doing what he can with what he's given, and that's what he's always but, done. He should have gotten a push years ago. He did get pushed. 
for, the last, what a month and then got buried last, by Del Rio? The last time the last time that I honestly cared for Dolph was when he had that angle with the Miz where they had that retirement match at Backlash, I think. That was great. The inter, intercontinental for the IC title. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. After that, that was relevant. Yeah, yeah. After that. Cause Ziggler, it's like it's like he's it's like he doesn't he wants to come back, he doesn't want to come back. He, you know, there's rumors that he's not gonna sign a new contract and he came back at the World Rumble where nobody even cared. He was like literally number 30. I forget which rumble it was. It was like number 30. He came out and was like, oh, Dolph Ziggler. I was just like, okay. You know, like, I'm sorry. But you can't blame him. They've literally just dropped the ball with him completely. Like, he's had, he's a great talent in the ring. He's proven that he can, you know, cut the promos and everything. It's just, they just waste him. I'll agree with that a little bit. I'm I'm, I'm not a Dolph hater. Not a lover, but I'm not a hater. I kind I kind of dig his uh, Shawn Michaels wannabe vibe kind of thing, Billy Gunn kind of thing he's got going on. But well, yeah, think I, about I kinda, it. I kind of like the the, re- the was it the Raw after WrestleMania that he cashed in. Besides Seth Rollins, that was probably the one of the greatest cash ins that you can think yeah. of. The crowd went bananas when yeah, he cashed in on Del Rio, and then what? The next month he lost it to Del Rio. It made no sense. Well, I think that was yeah. because he he got um he got legit got a concussion, I think that's what it was, and then they kind of played into that angle, and then how he lost the title, which is weird, but you know. Well, we talk about investing money in a guy, and how about Del Rio? Quick, he he never he never put forth for them. Like he just kept. What was it? His antics oh, he, outside the ring? Is that what did he mention? Oh, he's complete. He's a complete loon. Yeah, he's a complete loon. So he's team. just. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even he's TNA, very violent. He literally yeah, TNA like he no, he no showed their pay per view. Yeah, he got he, fired the same day. And he he beats up women too, right? Is that true? Page supposedly, allegedly, yeah. Supposedly oh. Page. So we'll see. We don't know. Um, now we get to the fun, fun. What I thought was going to be a fun main event: the swamp match between Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. Not the Fiend. It was Bray Wyatt in his old school flower shirt and hat. Um, filmed just like the graveyard match between Undertaker and AJ Styles. Uh, yeah, this was another very underwhelming match. I really didn't yeah. think there was anything special. The only thing I thought was cool, we got a little shot of uh, Sister Abigail torturing Braun Strowman, and that was Alexa Bliss. Oh, nice, and Alexa that. Bliss uh, playing into their um, their shipping. From a couple years ago when they were on uh, the the mixed match the, challenge, mixed, ta- mixed, mixed challenge, yeah. See, it was again, which is very very smart. Like whoever thought mm-hmm. of that angle, that was very good. Like that, I brought I bravo to the person who came up with the Alexa Bliss, uh, Sister Abigail, whoever in the Dream Park. That was like it made sense. It wasn't like some random chick or anything. It made sense. Yeah. <sighs> the rest of the match was just really. It was kind of they were, it was everywhere. It didn't they were literally fighting to, in a swamp in water in a pool with leaves <laughs> in it to make it look like yeah. a swamp. And not to not to ruin it for you, but yeah. Uh Braun Strowman thinks he wins. Uh Bray Wyatt pulls a Jason style, like pull him down under the water. Uh and who comes up from the water? The fiend. So Bray Wyatt went under, the fiend came out, Braun Strowman's oh. missing in action. The, the water turned red, so does that mean he killed him? Is Braun dead now? Probably. <laughs> Braun, he has to be dead. He has to be dead. 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't even know what to freaking say <laughs> about this match. Because, again, you could have had a great match like the The Undertaker. The Graveyard match was good. Or even the John Cena one where you just took a real comedic turn and made it very entertaining. This was neither. Neither. Only best part was the Alexa Bliss was the entire best part of this match. Eric, don't even bother watching it. Or what? watch it if you want to make, make yourself angry. What I thought was funny was uh, I saw someone write this. They said, so Braun Strowman can flip over a car but can't break out of like a rope while he's tied on a chair? <laughs> it's, it's absolutely true. He got he got tied to a chair, oh, couldn't man. break out of it. But, yeah, he can flip over a bus and a truck and a car. He can, he can take out an, an entire lighting thing in, in, on, on the raw stage. He can do all that stuff. Can't get out a piece of rope. He yeah, absolutely right. He can flip over a semi-truck, but he can't break out of a chair. Uh, all right. I've had enough of this. Let's, let's get to some fun stuff now. Because it, right. it was it's draining It's draining <laughs> to even talk about it. Um, it was an exhausting Sunday. <laughs> it was. All right, everybody, we're going to switch gears a little bit, and we're going to talk about Hulk Hogan, but not in a way that you'd expect. We're going to talk about the guys that Hulk Hogan has supposedly buried in his 40-plus-year career. Uh, Eric, what does buried mean for those who might not be exactly 100% sure of? Well, buried means that you, uh, being a wrestler, have a certain amount of creative control to your character and or in with the boss or the promoter or the booker. So what burying someone means, like I'll use it as an example. I'm working a program with Dave. I don't, Dave is a good talent, but I don't particularly care for Dave in my personal life. So I'm going to book myself. I'm going to get myself booked with him. But I'm going to go over on him graciously without letting him have anything more than once. So basically what it is, is you get booked with a guy. He basically like lays down for you and falls over. And you basically humiliate him by Triple H click hug buried. There you go. Thank you. But yeah, so basically it's, 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 it's burying his career in said federation or territory until he has to leave and he has absolutely no, he's not over anymore. So basically it's like, it, it's like stealing the thunder from someone because your personal feelings are, you know, involved in not, not in a good way. So. Good way to put it. And Hogan Again, over the years, we all know who Hogan is. We're not we're not going to badmouth him. We all know who he is. He is probably the greatest superstar of all time. He did things that no one's ever done. He is the Babe Ruth of professional wrestling. He did things when no one else even thought about doing them. Cover of Sports Illustrated, all that stuff. I can go on and on and on and on about him. Um, but he's kind of full of shit. I'm going to be honest. He's, he, he says things that kind of change over the years. Uh, a lot of guys have a lot of bad things to say about him. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna they're gonna dive a little bit deep into this. Um, as I told you guys, I did, I did not make it my own personal list because I just saw basically the same ten to fifteen guys over and over again. So we'll basically pick a guy. We'll talk about that guy. Um, let's let's go this way, Dave. Pick a tell us who Hulk Hogan is buried. All right, we'll start off. Uh, 
eh, kind of easy. I, I want to build up to it. So I have Randy Orton when he was uh, starting off with his legend killer. He had, you know, already gotten Jake the Snake. I think he got McFoley. He got mm-hmm. Sean. And then he was building up to, yeah, to SummerSlam uh, against Hulk Hogan. And this would have been ideal for him to, you know, really get that extra push. Like, you know, you believe in him. And Hogan was supposed to do the job for him and then decided, no, nope, not doing the job. Sorry, beat Randy buddy. Orton. And, uh, yeah, the Legend Killer was dead there. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. I don't know. Uh, that's, that's, that's Hogan. You know, his, his ego comes before anything else. I mean, yeah, guys, I remember hearing Scott Hall say like, you know, I don't care about winning or losing. I care about the, the betterment of, of the, of the program, the betterment of who I'm working for. You know, it doesn't matter if I win or lose, I'm putting you over. It's better for me in the long run. And Hogan's ego is so big. I mean, you're he's a crusty old 55-year-old man with, with, you know, 17 fake hips. You can't put over Randy Orton. I mean, that would have really given him a little, you know, a little boost, too. There's a little rub, you know, like, hey. Yeah. You know, Hogan I mean, didn't he, need to be winning at that time. No. Yeah, because that was a, that was a year after – I mean, this might come up on here too, but that was the year after the SummerSlam 05 fiasco he had with Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. which was like, now, yeah. Okay, now, now this is why I, I said my list was going to be a little different because I don't buy this one. This is the one I'm kind of defending him a little bit on because Randy Orton went on to have a phenomenal career. He, did, he went yeah. on to many, many titles, many, many good runs. He's still going, as a matter of fact, as a top heel. So, top heel today. I disagree with this one. I'm going to be on Hogan's side on this one. Now, of course, yeah, okay, he could have did the job. I get that part. I get that. But buried? Mm, I, I won't go with buried. I can't yeah. go with buried. No. I'm not, I'm not to go. I'm going against you three on this one. That's why this is why my list I knew would be a little different after no, I, did I, my no, I don't th- I don't think he necessarily buried him either. I just felt that it would have been better if, he, Orton, he, if Orton would have won. He should have given him the rub. Yeah. He definitely should have given him the rub. But that's still a dick move. Um, so it goes but, along with the theme of this. So I, I'll agree with it belongs here, but I'll also agree with you, Tim, saying it's not as significant. Matter of fact, it's almost just whatever, you know. I agree with you. That. And let's not forget, Randy Orton had has my personal favorite RKO out of nowhere is when he hit Hogan on the back of the car. Yeah. I, I, I laughed. I laughed for hours <laughs> oh my about God. that. I rewound it. I went on YouTube. I used to watch that religiously every day because it made me laugh. It still makes me laugh. If I watch it right now, I'm gonna start gonna die laughing. Not only the way he, way Hogan hits the back of that car and, and and starts trying to sell his injury, but just the way Randy Orton stops and looks at him and then looks at Brooke. I was like, this is phenomenal. That's yeah. my one of my favorite arc. That's probably my favorite RKO ever. Uh, so, go back. It's up there. Oh, Eric, you gotta watch that. As soon as we're done here, you're gonna laugh your ass off. It's one of the best I've ever seen. I mean, he couldn't he, he could he couldn't bump on concrete, but you know, he can bump yeah. off a car. There you go. Yeah, it was, was it was kinda, it's so yeah. great. Uh Eric, give us one that Hulk Hogan uh, and I and I know where you're going. You're going to the eighties, my man. I know you're going to the eighties. Yeah. Um I I gotta get I gotta get it out of the way, you know, because you know uh you know who I'm gonna bring up first. 
Because we're not going in order, right? We're just going. Yeah, whichever. No, just pick, pick a guy. Pick a guy. Willie Neal, yeah. Ultimate Warrior. Um, because, okay, you know what, guys? Yeah, drink your White Claw, Dave. <laughs> listen, listen. Warrior could have. He could have carried the company for a while. He really could have. He didn't. Okay? And I get it. But he still cleanly beat Hogan. Now, yeah. Hogan didn't like that. Okay? And I don't care how many people say, oh, everybody was booing and the Toronto Sky Dome and nobody liked it. I watched that live pay-per-view and I couldn't hear myself in my living room. It was that loud. There was no they cheered. There was no booing. They did. They cheered. They cheered. They cheered the warrior. They weren't booing Hogan, but it was his time. Now, let's flash forward to NWO. You know, Hogan's on the top of his ego trip. With Eric Bischoff, you know, they're just firing Ted Turner's money every which way but loose, you know, investing in new seltzer companies. And um, so now he's like, well, let's bring a warrior in so I can get, you know, I can have my retribution and pin him on live TV on a pay-per-view because, you know, he, I, he cleanly beat me. And it's bullshit if, if Hogan says no, because it's true. Because he brought Piper back. Okay, I'm not going to go into that. He's probably going to make the list. But he brought more than just a warrior back to, to, to stroke his own ego. But when he brought the warrior back to WCW, this is what happened, okay? I don't think it was planned outright because, I mean, let's face it, the warrior was at his lunatic height on that, you know, with the with the mirrors and the one warrior nation. I mean, I even as a warrior fan, I even think it was shit. I know that great. It was cool to see him and Sting tag up that one time, but – um, but like, uh, as far as the whole thing goes, no, Hogan brought him back so he could get himself over and the warrior should have thanked him for it. You're right, Steve, <laughs> but he didn't, and Hogan didn't thank him either. So they're, they're, they're both next Tuesdays, but anyway, um, I lost my train of thought. I am so pissed off right now, <laughs> but the thing is, okay, no, here, I, I, I had a domino effect for you. So here's what happened, okay? You bring the warrior back. Warrior sucks. Warrior leaves. Beefcake tries to get over again. You knew I was going to say something about Beefcake. Got to bring him up. Get over. So they make a trap door. Davy Boy Smith falls, hurts his back, gets hooked on painkillers, and gets a staph infection in his back. Then he gets wow. out, goes to WWE. Then Eric Bischoff, they decide he's not the president anymore because he's spending way too much money. He gets the jack. In comes Vince Russo, ruins the cut. You see what I'm doing here, guys? This is all a consequence of Hogan's ego. Woo! I figured this out, okay? And it all goes back to the Girl Scouts, okay? With those cookies. I'm telling you. The conspiracy. What? The butterfly no, effect. You kill one butterfly, and it just sets off a chain of events. No, what? but seriously, a lot of that does, does coincide. <laughs> great <laughs> Hogan Hogan not putting the warrior over it was a domino effect that ruined WCW and wrestling it was that it was nothing else it Eric you're reaching much. my friend you're, you're yeah. reaching my friend you're reaching if, if I had a DeLorean I would go right back there and I would I would be like I would tackle the warrior where's the 10 point I would tackle the warrior 
I would be like, I'm from the heavens, from the stars, and you are not to go to WCW, warrior. And he would probably, like, say incubus or whatever that word was, and I'd, like, disappear into the Matrix again. And we'd be right where we are with, with uh, swamp water and eyeballs. Yes. Wow. I'm done. For this, I'm done. He's done. He's done. Oh, we got a newcomer, a newcomer. Dexter, what's up, man? Thanks for watching. Thanks for your comment. And the guys were resting on the map. I don't mind the ego. I get no. that. I get that. Guys. I get it. I know. I get that. Dexter, I agree. But, okay, I guess grandma. Okay, point, okay, grandma. All right. So, wait, wait. Uh, Dave and Bert, let's get your opinion <laughs> on Eric's uh, butterfly effect of Hulk Hogan <laughs> not putting over the warrior then, burying the warrior. I, I don't know. Go ahead. You guys can say what you want. I mean, like you said, Warrior at that point was in a bad state of mind. That match that they had at Halloween Havoc 98, it was just like, ugh. The, oh. the freaking fireball attempt that he tried to do that didn't work, that blew up in his face. Dude, <laughs> no, I can't. That, that wasn't just the shits. That was like the state so fair bathroom shits. Like, that Very was bad. awful. <laughs> My favorite from that, that stupid-ass storyline when uh, was the was the mirror Hogan the mirror. warrior in the mirror and only Hogan could see him? Oh my God, that was so stupid! It was so was good. it was so bad. It was so bad. It was good. That's what made that so good. It was. Wait, wait. Let me let me, let me go back one thing now because again, this is what this is a Montreal screw job type thing where I don't think we're ever gonna get the correct story. No. One minute Hogan says you know, he was taking time off. Whatever they put the, the thing on Warrior. He couldn't cut it though. He couldn't be at the top of the company. Now, I've also heard that Hogan was part of the committee that said, "Oh, we're, we're going to let Warrior win because we're going to do the Sergeant Slaughter thing down the road." Turn, but what did he predict? The war coming? Did he predict the Iraq <laughs> war? That's the part of that I don't understand. No. But he said Hogan was part of the committee that made Warrior lose to Slaughter, so he can come back as the big American hero to win the title. Could that be I true? Sure. I, I did hear about that, but I heard that it was closer to when everything was happening. Like, who was supposed to beat uh, Warrior if it was going to be Macho Man or if they wanted it to be uh, Sergeant Slaughter. And they went with Slaughter because of the war, and yeah. so Hogan can come out on top there. Okay. And okay, I've heard, I've also heard that, okay, <clears throat> A, Warrior was, in fact, drawing, number one. If you watch those old Coliseum videos from like MSG shows, remember when they do monthly MSG shows? How cool were they? They were the greatest. They were the best. They were always sold out. I I, I went over to the arena twice while he was champion, and it was sold out. The arena never sold out. Sold out twice when he was the champion. And he drew. He drew at Survivor Series. He drew at the Royal Rumble. He drew. He drew a, a SummerSlam against Rude. I mean, I'm a Rick Rude guy. I always will be. But Rick Rude is just a mid-card heel. He's not a main event heel. Am I right? Seriously, upper mid-card heel. He's not a main yeah. event heel. Well, he might be on this list, so let's wait to discuss Rick Rude in a second. I have a feeling okay. he's going to come up on this list. But anyway, Hogan had the same problem he had with Savage with the Warrior because he was Damn. getting over it. Recording this. I'm sorry. Savage and Warrior were buddies. Mm -hmm. That's true. 
And I think that Hogan, you know what at him over. I'm not going to, we only have three F-bombs. I'm not wasting one. I, I think he screwed. I, I honestly, I think he won because he's, he was still Vince's guy. I mean, you know, he was still, whatever Hogan said, Vince would listen to. Yeah. So I think Hogan, you're listening, you old jackass. I could have beat you up then. So shut up. Um, he didn't say anything. You screwed Hogan. <laughs> Vicariously, that means you screwed Kerry Von Erich. So he could probably could have still been the Intercontinental Champion. But Mr. Perfect, your Minnesota buddy, had to have it back. I'm, I, you know, go to Bert. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> go to Bert. Uh, <laughs> let's let's get off the warrior fleet. Yeah, Bert. Give, give, give me a whole other episode. Um, yeah, give me a, give the, me the next guy. <laughs> the one I have is actually a little surprising, uh, considering where he ended up. But um, Stone Cold, well, not Stone Cold, Steve Austin in WCW. Like 90, 93, 92. Uh, a lot of people forget he was almost, he was basically a world title win away from being a triple crown champion in WCW. And there were plans, you know, because Flair, I believe, was booking at the time. And uh, they had plans for him to win, to win the, the Wonder World title, feud against Flair, because he was getting a lot, he was getting a lot of traction and he was good, you know, showing a lot of the promise that, you know, eventually was going to make him the biggest star in wrestling. And, you know, WCW at the time, you know, especially early 94, that's when they really started pushing a lot of, the, you know, getting those old guys. And rightfully so. I mean, look, you want to get a bigger name out there. You want to bring in more audiences. Fine. You bring in Savage. You bring in Hogan. You know, you bring in Hogan, that's going to get you numbers. You know, regardless of, you know, whether he wants to put over people or not, people are going to pay to see Hogan wrestle. And Hogan at the time and WWF had kind of, you know, before we'll get to that later because there's a couple of people he screwed on the way out of there. But, um, you know, when he got in there, basically that match he had against Ric Flair, you know, which is a match that WCW at the time, you know, they're smart. WWF didn't do that match, at least on TV, they didn't do that match. They did it in house shows, but they didn't do it in on TV. They said, all right, in that main event, Bash of the Beach 94, Hogan Flair for the title. Shaq as, a, as the special whatever ring bearer, you know, it was great for, for at the time. It helped them a lot. But that should have been so Austin if Austin would have been there. Because what happens is Austin pretty much gets into the TV title, U.S. title, you know, area, which he had already been in, and basically gets injured and then gets fired by Bischoff, starting his, you know, run, you know, eventually to ECW and then to WWF. But, you know, who knows? If Hogan doesn't go to WCW, Austin's probably a world champion in a couple of years. For sure. I like Agreed. that. I yeah. had that one on my list. And also, uh, Stunny Steve ended up losing his U.S. title to uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. In like so, 10 seconds. Exactly. Let me cut this list in half right now just by saying this. Hogan buried WCW. Period. We we talked about this last week. I have a company on my list too, but it's not WCW. (laughs) Well, we talked we talked about this last week with the stupid bash to the beach. You just said that Hacksaw Jim Duggan beat him in ten seconds. Why? Why did that ever happen? Hogan, when as soon as Hogan signed, buried. Everyone was buried. Everybody was buried, and then any WWE guy that came over also buried them. We talked about that last week, so yep. I mean, I'm not I'm not stopping you guys from bringing up WCW guys. 
yes, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stopping you guys from bringing up WCW guys right now, but just to make that a short list, he buried that whole company when he first went over there. Plain he really and did. He really did. did. All right, so Dave, who do you got next on your list? All right, so we're taking off WCW. So I'm gonna take off Vader off this list because he was on here. No, for you, me. Can, you you can talk about you can talk about uh, him. You can bring yeah, him up. I, I got my next one. I'm gonna say uh, your favorite, the Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. yeah, Macho Man never got the one, two, three on Hogan. Not in WWE. Not in WCW. He never put over his uh boy. Obviously, it didn't affect Macho Man as much, but no, he was, you know, he was still, still got it. Yeah, see, this one, even this one, you would think I'd jump all over this one, but I don't know. I'm kind of borderline with this because no matter what, Macho Man was always over. Yeah, that's the one thing. I don't know. Hogan couldn't bury him as much as he wanted to try to bury him. He still won another world title, he still became the king, he still became he was still a big deal, you know. I, he was Slim Jim guy. He was WCW. He went over there, won a couple championships. I wouldn't say buried. I understand and, what you're saying. Lost, true. I think didn't he end up losing the ones in WCW to Hogan? Like he never got the one, two, three on Hogan. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know that. I'm I'm on the borderline with that one. I'm on the borderline, to be honest. And I'm gonna jump on it, Eric. What do you think? You think he buried him? Yes, I do. I 100% do. Because Hogan lacked Savage's balls. He did. And Hogan was always jealous. Of I don't care what anybody says. Hogan was always jealous. That was true, that, that lust in your eyes, but it was lust in everything about it. I mean, I'm not saying Hogan has anything to be whatever about because Hogan's over. Hogan's the man. I'm not... I, I respect Hogan for who he is, but you know he always was jealous of Savage because he was over almost like if Hogan was a 10, Savage was a 9.7. He was always almost as over as, as Savage because Savage could go anywhere. And you knew who Savage was. Just like Hogan could go anywhere, you knew who Hogan was. Sting couldn't do that. Back in the day, Bret Hart couldn't do that. John Michaels couldn't even do that. There were really only two guys that could do that, and that was Savage and Hogan. And Hogan had always burnt him, I think. All right, good. That's a good question for you then. WrestleMania 4, Savage wins. Hogan, let's say Hogan leaves, doesn't come back. Ooh. How long is Savage world champion, and who does he lose to? Savage, it's, it's a whole other world now. Hogan doesn't Savage come back. champion for at least two years, at least two, maybe three WrestleManias, because wow. you got to think now um, – but who did he lose to? Flair? He's losing to Flair. They're bringing Flair in at 90, and they're going to make an epic They're going to make an epic thing of Flair and Savage, which worked. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I really did. I thought it was oh, with great. The fake, with, the, with the fake photos with him and Elizabeth at the pool? <laughs> it was so cool. It was so cool. So, yes, I agree. And Savage would, would have kept the company where it was. I mean – Really, you know, I I think it would have been fine. I really do. Okay, Bert, what do you think? Buried or not buried? Yeah, no, not buried. I don't. I no. think Savage. You know, Savage is one of the most popular wrestlers of all time. I mean, you know, there's a reason that people still do is you know do the whole gimmick and everything. 
and he was always over. I mean, you know, Hogan, I think the, I think deep down Savage knew that, you know what, I don't think I'm ever going to get to that level, but it's okay. Because Savage was big by its own, you know, the, the Slim Jim, because it wasn't just wrestling, you know, Slim Jim, you know, later on in his career, you know, being a Spider-Man, you know, he was, he always, he always found a way to, you know, keep his popularity. And it wasn't like he wasn't successful in, in you know, in wrestling overall. Um, it did kind of seem like Hogan was like continuously kind of like a roadblock in him getting to a certain point. But I mean, he was still, he still got over because of the whole like NWO fiasco. Basically, he was fitting with them, but then it's like, oh, we have Elizabeth. It's okay. I guess I'm going to join the NWO. It's like, all right. You know, it's like if, it, you know, that's, that's another thing too, because, you know, Hogan, you know, he's smart. You know, it's like if I'm not going to feud against these guys, but they can join the stable. And basically, I'm above and they're, you know, over here, but they're still over technically because they're in the NWO. But, you know, Savage was still over. I don't think he was necessarily buried. Just kind of like roadblocks. Roadblocks. Okay. I'll take that. Eric, uh, who do you got next on the list? Well, uh, I have. I mean, it's, 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 it's got to be said. And it's got to be, you know, it's got to be talked about is, is, is Piper. Because I'm not going to say he necessarily buried Piper. But without Piper in the beginning, there would not have had anybody to to become Hulkamania with. And Piper admitted his jealousy. You know what I mean? Hogan never really rubbed him, you know. Hogan never really like acknowledged Piper. Like, if you ever notice in a lot of the interviews, he just kind of like shies away from that, you know. Mm -hmm. He doesn't really get in depth with like putting Piper way over like he should. Um, Then he brought him to WCW. Piper did become the champion. Piper did become the champion. But I think Hogan was using him as a means to an end. So maybe not burying him, but using that, which I guess is what wrestling is about. So maybe what I just said doesn't make any sense. Can you help me? (laughs) Well, Piper was smart by not ever losing Hogan in the same sense. And I think that pissed Hogan off. That pissed Hogan off. I mean, well, in WCW, WCW, Piper kind of had the same deal as Hogan, you know, because I think he also had creative control. So it was kind of like creative control against creative control. Who didn't have creative control in WCW? Still, I mean, when it comes I, to creative, I, when I it still have creative control in WCW. <laughs> I think the way that the best way that creative control works, if it's with someone that's into a certain caliber. So obviously Hogan, he has a right to say, you know what? I don't want to do this. Okay, fine, whatever. We'll come up with another way. Even though after a while, this basically became the issue. But with Piper... You know, he was like you said, he wasn't necessarily gonna get that one, two, three. It was always gonna be a DQ, someone runs in, you know, which basically happened at every WCW main event uh match, pretty much. It ends with like, you know, the whole NWO running in and just you know beating up everybody and it's like, Oh, we'll see you tomorrow on Nitro, blah, 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 blah. and it's just like okay, like that's it. You know, but you know, Piper was smart about it, but you know, he was even though Hogan didn't necessarily give him his acknowledgement, you know, we know. You know, from watching, you know, Piper was oh, the biggest yeah. he, biggest hero. He didn't need his acknowledgement or his approval. You know, Piper knows, like, you know, a lot of the money you drew was because of me, buddy. 
You know, any, like people, any, any people smart man, it. and any one of the boys knows, like all the boys will tell you, like Bob Orton said it on his, Cornette has said it, Richard mm -hmm. said it, um, like Honky, all these guys that were there, you know, they're all like, you know, you know, Hogan, you know, needed that needed Piper to get it. I mean, do you remember when, Tim, do you remember when Piper went to MSG and he started berating? I mean, this is after the Hogan thing. We started on Bruno San Martino, and Bruno is, is MSG's boy. You know, there were still fans in the 80s that remember the Bruno years. You remember how bad they were throwing shit? They, they, they were, they, it would, they freaked out. I mean, Piper was, you know, that's the effect that he had, you know? So with, I got to say without Piper in the beginning, I mean, Hogan would have reached a plateau, but that shot him up, you know, like that. I mean, he just went. Yeah, he was so hated. He was so hated. Oh, Piper's it was unbelievable how hated he was. Everybody hated him. Except like, we, we mentioned it before. I don't understand how these guys who had to keep kayfabe going, how some of these guys survived getting out of these towns. I don't understand how they made it. You hear that no, all the time. Because not just Piper either. You, Piper's driving around with Orton and, and, and Orndorff or, or the Iron Sheik or something like that. How do you get out of that car? How do you get out of these little hick towns that think the wrestling's real? I don't, I'm don't. i amazed that none of them got into like major brawls and arrested and all that stuff. It's true. Going to like a Denny's, imagine like, he's like, oh, look at these guys. I'm going to spit on their food. Like, in, like a Waffle House <laughs> in Mississippi with the Sheik, Volkoff, and Piper in 85. <laughs> Like, yeah, remember, you know. remember, I said if you watch the old Piper's Pits on 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 the network, Ooh. he does some heavy racial, crazy yeah. stuff. With it. Don't forget, oh. Piper did blackface on more than one occasion. So yeah. can you imagine him? Like I said, in the eighties, after after doing a blackface skit against Mister T, walking into one of these places, like you said, down in Alabama or Mississippi or something like that. Yeah. I'm so I'm so surprised the guy lived <laughs> as long <laughs> as he did, based on the fact of what a, what a, what an asshole he was as a heel. Oh, it was so great, though. It was so great. I mean, as bad as it was, it was so great because you got to give Piper one thing, though. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to placate what he did and and whatever, but he didn't do that unless he you gave him a reason. Like if you pissed him off, then he went to that level. Like, yeah, I don't think inherently he's a bigot at all. No, no, but, no. I think that when, like, Mr. T blatantly pissed him off and put him down and belittled him. Like, you know what I mean? So Piper Everybody hated him. Mr. T, though. What's Everybody that? hated Mr. T. Everybody yeah, hated but Mr. T. Piper really – I mean, Piper was going to kick his ass. And, you know, Hogan basically stopped that. But, no, Piper – yeah, come on. All right. Remember, Mr. Mr. T held, uh, this held that hostage. Remember, Mr. Mm. T was yeah. threatening not even to show up to WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. They that was the original. Until he walked through the door, they knew he was going to be there. So no one liked Mr. T back back then. No, that was the original holdup, right before the Warrior, before Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. All right, uh, all right. I, I'm I'm on the I'm on the fence with Piper, but I understand how you can see he was very. As to the Piper, the fact that he refused to do the to be pinned by Hogan too, I think is fantastic. Kind of like a good fu back to Hogan for that. All right, uh, Bert, who's next on your list? Next, I have. Uh, Sid Justice, a.k.a. Sid Vicious. Uh, back in the year of 1992, at one of the best Royal Rumbles of all time, uh, Hogan, at this point, uh, I would, you know, I'll say it. He was 
going into a little bit of a dive in his WWF run in 92. Sid was coming up, you know, beating guys on, on TV, not even having any challenges, you know, throwing them on throwing them on the steps and just looking like a monster, which he is. I mean, Sid's one of the biggest guys to ever do it. Okay. And, you know, Royal Rumble 92 comes. Hogan, who was the babyface, remember that, in this match, uh, he, you know, obviously we know because Flair won the Flair won and delivered, you know, an incredible performance and cut one of the best promos that he ever did. But in that match, you know, Sid gets eliminated by Hogan and the crowd pops. Not in the booze, you know, the crowd is there's people in there. If you watch, there's two different versions of it. There's one I believe that they did on the live version where you can hear, you know, people rooting that Hogan got eliminated. You know, he's doing the whole like, you know, oh, what's going on? Da, 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 da. Like, oh, what do you mean? Da, da, da. And then remember, he's the baby face. He grabs Sid, pulls his hand, and causes him to get tossed out. And Flair wins, which is like, you know, come on. And then to make it even worse. You know, they have their build-up to WrestleMania 8, which is build-up as, you know, Hogan's last match, potentially, like, oh, is this Hogan's last match? Da, 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 da. And the match ends in a DQ, basically Hogan not even selling for Sid. And it's just like, you know, what's I mean, you, you remember it for, you know, the Warrior running at the end where he saves him. But, you know, people forget, you know, that was that that was one of the worst endings to WrestleMania. I mean, and from a match standpoint, that you end the match in the DQ, you know, and, you know, Hogan basically not even trying to, you know, put this guy over. And it's something because I think Sid, you know, he's he's had his ups and downs of his career. But I feel like, you know, at that point specifically, if he would have, you know, put – if Hogan would have put him over, you know, just imagine. You know, Sid, you know, in that 92 of that, he, know, he doesn't go back to WCW. He probably doesn't fail a drug test later on, which kind of caused him to go to WCW. And he's probably on top. You know, for the next couple of years in a good era too, going into the new generation, you know, feeding with Brett and those guys a lot earlier than, you know, instead of coming back and being a bodyguard for Shawn Michaels and going that route. But, you know, it would have been better for him. Dave, you agree? I, I'll agree. Eric? One million percent agree. I, I am so glad, Bert, you brought that up because Sid's talked about that. Yeah. And Sid was made promises, verbal, from Vince, and never followed through. Um, I agree with every single thing you said, even up to the fact that he could have gone on to be champion and things could have been fantastic with Sid, I think. I, I think Sid was the man back then, and I think yeah. he could have done it. I think he could have done it. And even when he was champion in 97, it proved he could do it because the crowd mm -hmm. was into it. They were all he was over, man. He Sid was over. Yeah, when he beat he when was, he beat when he beat Sean at MSG at Survivor Series, over. Pop. The crowd was so happy Sean lost that match. If you listen to the crowd when he comes out at WrestleMania 8, they they're not all booing, man. They're mm -hmm. They're 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 going for Sid. So yeah, I almost think this is that. Honestly, I think this is one of the most important burials on this that we're talking about. I really do. I really do. I agree with the WrestleMania one. I don't know if I agree with the Royal Rumble part because I don't. That was really Hogan's decision. Well, if I'm going to lose, Sid can't win. I think it was, no matter what, Flair was winning. So I don't know if that's really a burial. 
I agree, but Hogan's ego, man, is always getting in there. So you mean if instead you, of Flair throwing out Sid, Hogan has to be the one to pull him out? Is that what you're kind of saying? That's what I'm saying. Like, come it, on, it kind of does it to Rick, too, because okay. now it looks like Rick couldn't get do it on his own. Exactly. Well, that's just right. That's just Flair. Flair's, Flair's a team forget, Flair doesn't give don't a forget shit. Yeah, Hogan no, no, hit yeah, Savage, uh, hit DiBiase with a chair at WrestleMania 4. <laughs> so, you know, Savage couldn't do it by himself, supposedly, but whatever. That's all another story, too. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me going. Don't. <laughs> all right, Dave, give us another guy. All right. I, I guess I'll, I'll go with this one since I, I like the Sid one. I, I'll go with Vader now. So go going Vader. in... Vader was what a three-time WCW champion. Then Hogan comes in and no sells Vader for everything. He does, I think, it was the, the power bomb. He gets slammed. He gets slammed and then he automatically jumps right back up. I think it was like the second like uh event that he that that uh, he was in in WCW and completely took away Vader's like momentum mm-hmm. from that. And then from that, I mean he really didn't recover here in WWF. He he had a good run but it wasn't as good as it could have been he was no. never champion you know he, he never got that push after that it's kind of like he lost the momentum from there he did get to go on boy meets world though and play frank <laughs> for which is that don't forget true. True. don't forget that is very uh, eric you agree? you agree with that eric i agree because that's that's when hogan looked like carol burnett remember there's no steroids and uh you know he had he had like the bad tan that looked like he had like that old lady brown makeup on when they go to bingo, you know, and they don't want their, and it was awful. I mean, it, it was like, it was, it was so terrible because Vader was awesome. Vader was running over everybody, man. Yeah. I, I was, I was like 15, 16. I was scared of him. Like when he came out, I was like, oh man, this guy, what the hell? And that badass, that badass mask with the hoses that big and all that on thing. And he would just come out. He was just huge and like. He would just stare at the guys. They'd punch him, and he'd be like, "Ah!" And like he just, and he was freaking strong, dude. He'd pick the guys up with one hand, choke slam mm-hmm. them, power bomb. He's jumping gotcha. off the top rope. He's, you know, he's even. I don't know. This is this guy was nuts. And here comes Hogan. You know, all he was missing was like suspenders and a top hat. Sorry, Vader, you're done. <laughs> and it, it's like, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh. Well, that sucked. Hmm. So yeah, I agree. You think, you think there was a meeting? Room. You think there was a meeting when when Hogan got first signed, and the meeting was to like the WCW locker room. None of you matter now because this guy's <laughs> here. You're all done because <laughs> this guy's here. And then it's like you signed Savage too. Well, now you're all screwed because now <laughs> Savage is here. Who'd you sign? The Nasty Boys and Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Kamala, you're all done. We're going to sign yeah. all these guys. The, the one nail man in the coffin gang. was the one man. I mean, the nail in the coffin <laughs> was when they signed Beat uh, Beat Brutus. Oh, here we go. See, you had to bring it up. That, that was the nail in the coffin. Up. They're like, okay, you yeah, know, we're going to bring it up. Back to that, that was, yes, that was the catalyst <laughs> because they're like, gee, they're going, Jesus Christ. Now he's bringing this <laughs> chud over here from WWF that couldn't get over. Now we're gonna give him another gimmick and like five more. So here we go. You know, it's like I'll, it's so like I'll gladly, it's like I'll gladly put over Savage, but come on, Brutus, come on, man. Yeah, booty man. Yeah, why did Brutus have to over come? the booty man? The booty man. <laughs> Zodiac. Why did he have to come? Zodiac. He made himself popcorn and and friggin' and cotton candy and t-shirts. No, he'd been better at that. He could sign an autograph every now and then. Weren't you Brutus the Barber Beefcake? 
Remember that in 87? You know what I mean? It's like, come on, beefcake. We're, we're going to right. do a whole story. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You're right. What, they're like, you know, I can see the guys in the locker room going, oh, Christ, Hogan. Well, nice nice knowing you. Then they're like, Savage, are you <laughs> like shitting awesome. me? And then they're like, and then here comes the big boss man back. Then here comes the nasty boys. Then here comes Kamala. Then here comes a one-man gang. And oh, look, didn't I just see Piper in, in the dressing room? Go. Oh. Yeah, we're done. We're done. It's like Austin, Austin said it. They all said it. Triple H huh. said it. They all said it. Everything focused around the WWE guys when they came to WCW, and there was no shot at getting pushed. So that's why even Triple H is like, I'm out of here. Goodbye. See you later. Yeah. Um, we're going to do a whole show one time just based on Brutus Beefcake's uh, gimmicks because it's got to be at least, what, 30? At least 30 gimmicks. That's a three-hour episode. You and I at your house once, Tim, I think we counted like 26 or something. 27? At least. At least. That was in Glendale. That wasn't in Middle Village. That was back in Glendale. And we're going to make fun of all of them. <laughs> um, Bert, I, I know I know you mentioned Vader before, but you agree with that, Vader? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Um, Eric, you're next. Who else you got? Here it comes. You guys ready? You've been waiting for it. You've been waiting all night for it. Brett the Hitman Hart. Thank you. How did, how did this happen? I'm, I'm not even going to take the floor. I'm going to give it right to Bert, and then Bert can go to Tim, and then Tim can go to David. Take it away. I, I'll, just, I'll just talk about the first one because we mentioned it uh, a couple weeks ago. But, you know, Brett initially got his, you know, big push uh, winning the WWF title against Flair, starting his big run. Um, you can argue at the time that maybe the fans weren't necessarily behind him yet, but the fact that they gave him that push – you know, says something about, you know, what they thought of him at the time. Hogan at this time is, I believe, it either left the company or had taken a break. He was doing the uh, Thunder in Paradise, the TV show, I believe. And, you know, it was coming up, WrestleMania 9, uh, Yokozuna coming up huge, you know, being a big monster, you know, looking completely different from anything the WWF had done before. And, you know, it was set up, you know, Brett versus Yoko, WrestleMania 9, main event, boom. You know, the match they have is a pretty solid match. You know, Yoko wins to a huge surprise, which I thought really, you know, they were going to try to do the, at, at the time, you think, you know, the way that they've been, you know, booking Brett, you know, as being like the baby face, it doesn't give up, that always tries the best and always comes out on top. You know, Yoko beat him clean. Wasn't even, you know, that much of a, an effort. And then out of nowhere, you know, earlier tonight they had their tag match with uh, you already know the guy's name um, against uh, DiBiase and IRS. They, I believe, it ended in the DQ. I, I think so. It's just like you know Hogan basically you know cheering for ten minutes, and you know Hogan comes out. Well, for, let's before that, you know the pre-match promo. You know Hogan comes out and says, "Oh, well, you know, you know Brett's a Hulkamaniac, and I'm always there to support Brett." And da 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 And it's it's just like no. Like you're not, you're he's not a Hulkamaniac. He's never said that. <laughs> you're just trying to make us, you know, get us ready for what's going to happen. Basically, yeah. you know, he comes out after Brett's, you know, just got some, you know, got tossed stuff in his eye by Mister Fuji, you know, and it's the infamous, you know, oh, God, God, you know, challenger for the title, and you know, two seconds and a leg drop later, and Hogan's the champion with the with the black eye and everything, you know, the you know, like what? It just instantly just it, it not only buried Brett 
and Yoko, it buried the whole roster. Because the fact that, you know, Hogan can come in after not even being on TV for a certain amount of time and just win the title like that, not even sanction, you know, Jack Tunney didn't come out and say, like, you know, we're going to have a rematch and we're going to restart this. And Hogan just came out and said, okay, I guess I'll win the title here. Sorry, brother. That's it. Exactly. Now, yeah. is, is this the only double berry we have? This is a double berry. This is easily this is double. a double berry. This is not only am I, am I stealing the title from Bret Hart because I want it back, but I'm going to bury Yokozuna, who just won. That was his first title, wasn't it? Yeah, first title. He, That was his first title. So Yokozuna's first title ring was 10 seconds long. See, this is this is the one that I think is the worst one out of all of them. I think this is also say, did, listen, he didn't want to put Bret over. That's the no, thing. Yeah, you know, he was he was getting yeah, out. Man. He was going to leave eventually. I believe it was like yes, King yeah. of the Ring '93. He didn't want to put Bret over, and no. it was just like, all right. Yeah, he was supposed to at a SummerSlam. Bret was supposed to to beat him for it, and instead Ooh, he Steve. dropped it Ooh. at King of the Ring. I was Steve, so on this one. Ooh. Well, I'm surprised he's so happy that his boy uh, Bret got buried. <laughs> no, but like I, I would say, this this is definitely the one that I think the worst of because. The rumor is too that he Hogan just came back and said, "Hey, I'm back. I want to be the world champion again. Figure it out." And this is the result. By the way, the black guy, courtesy of the Macho Man Randy Savage, just want to put that out there. Um, yep. All right, yeah. As I said, Mike, I think this is I think this is the worst case of burying that there is. Me personally, I mean, by Hogan standards, of course. Dave, you got anything else to say about that one? No, you I mean, he just more. didn't want to do the job for Brett. He just and even in WCW, he didn't want to do the job for Brett. I was gonna bring that up. Like literally, it's like Brett comes, you know, Hogan's top heel. Brett, looking back, I know he said he shouldn't have gone to WCW, but he did. So he did. He went there. He turned. He, you know, he makes. You know, he makes the big show, who heel and face turns all the time. And Brett in WCW was like that every week. You didn't know what he's, you know, where he was gonna go, and. You know, of course, Hogan's like, "Well, I'm not, I'm not going to put you over, so you're just going to join the NWO and just be in the background and feud with, you know, Booker T for the TV title." You know, which is good for Booker because you know Booker has said that you know Brett helped him a lot, you know, working with him during that time. And he wasn't in the NWO; he just sat around with them. Yeah, he was just hanging out with them, like watching matches with the NWO. Yeah, stupid. So yeah, (laughs) I agree. I agree. There there was also that uh, was it the sold out pay per view that Hogan. Pulled himself from the pay per view, yeah, so that he can prove that Brett couldn't draw. Crazy, which to me is wild. Like, why That's do so that? Why petty. are you? You so like, you, we're working for the same company. Like, you're just hurting yourself. Well, he said, "You want to see some creative control? I'm not. I'm gonna know. I'm no showing. So let's see how right. Brett can book, can can, well, can draw." I was probably gonna do this at the end, but like, let's just do it now. I'm gonna dick Hulk Hogan. All those in favor. <laughs> For that, for this particular one, definitely. Hogan, I think this is the worst. This is the worst case. I think this one always the worst case of always out of my nerves. You know what he did? He he buried Brett. He buried Yoko. He dug Brett back up, buried him again, and then what? Six years later in WCW. Oh, I think I still got that shovel in my back pocket. Hang on a minute. Here. <laughs> it was in his contract. Oh, look, there's it's a hole a right there. I think I'm gonna, I, I think I'm going to leave the pay per view. I bet, I bet they signed Bret Hart at WCW. Hey, hey, we got Bret Hart. He's coming over. And then the uh, screw job happens and he knocks, you know, 
He knocks out Vince, and he came out with the flags. They're all celebrating. I bet Hogan walked back and said, I ain't jobbing to him. Uh-uh. I bet you the first thing he said. Because what did we say? Brett should have came in there as the number one he, uh, face and beat Hogan for that title. Yep. And that would have set him on a whole different path. Nope. Nope. We're going to make you a referee, and then we're going to stick you in the corner. You're going to sit around. What, are you in the WO? Are you not? We don't know. Could be. Maybe not. I got a broken finger. My brother's dead now. I don't know what to do anymore. So it's like, what those, just uh, happened? Mighty Ducks shirts, Mighty Ducks jerseys. Yeah, yeah. I got an idea. Why don't you book me with Bill Goldberg so he can kick me in the fucking head and give me a concussion? There's our F-bomb. That's, that's one. There it is. <laughs> oh, okay. So Tim, so Tim brought it up. That's another burial. Sting. Same match. Yeah. Yeah. It was a year. A year that you introduced Crow Sting. He doesn't have a single match. He just comes out, scares the NWO. The NWO doesn't know, doesn't know what to do. You know, a couple of times he beats him up, but this hasn't touched the ring, hasn't had a match yet. You're building up the Starcade 97, which I think I'm pretty sure is the highest buy rate they had, WCW did at still, the time, still ever. to this day, ever. And partly, you know, Sting could have been a little bit better shape, but, you know, digress. You know, you do this whole finish with Nick Patrick, basically, who was supposed to do a fast count, but apparently Hogan said, no, do a normal count. So Brett looks like a dick for, you know, doing what he did. So he not only screwed Sting (laughs) by giving him a bad match and a bad ending, but he also screws Bret Hart again. He, I mean, well, Bret Hart gets screwed again, basically. Because it's like, if you look back at it, you know, it's it's the most... Slowest three count in the history of professional wrestling. It was like a regular three bad, count. Was that was bad. Two, three. All of a sudden, Bret Hart grabs the grabs the time. Wait a minute! Hand. It's like wait a minute, and it's like, what's he doing? That was a normal three count, and they had to explain it, which is even worse. You know, it was just a mess. And then the title gets vacated. Sting eventually, you know, he does the whole Wolfpack Sting and forget forget what you know happened, you know, last year. You know, now he's talking and you know cutting promos every 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 week now with the cool guys, and Hogan is still Hogan. And that's it. And Brett is just, red and yellow, right? Or no? Red and black. Red and black. Red and black thing. Wolfpack thing. No, but Hogan Wolfpack. eventually, right after that, did yeah, he go yeah. back to the? It was like a, it was like in '99, but it was like eventually. No, well, a year and a half, right? Yeah, it was a while. Yeah. Sorry. Remember, he started wearing he started wearing jeans and trucker shirts. Remember that stupid. <laughs> Outfit that he was wearing. Two thousand. <laughs> that drove me nuts. That's when. He, that's when. Uh, that's when Billy Kidman cut that promo on him. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that was so good. You're like wearing Doc Martens and truck. I was like, oh, dude, you, you are not pulling that look off. No, man, you, you don't work at a feed mill and we're eat at a diner every morning, Hogan. That's not happening. <laughs> You're not you're not in a you're not in a rock band either. You're not in a you know early two thousands rock band and try to play bass yeah. for one of them, you idiot. Creek but, Creek you know they want it all back. <laughs> so I think from now on we, we we will stick to our grumpy Brett. But I think when it comes to Hogan, I, I think we should just say just Brett, you're right. Brett's Hogan, right, you're one hundred percent right. Everybody else you might be a little grumpy. Hogan, you're one hundred percent right. <laughs> Um, who that might I don't be know the vein of Brett's anger, right there. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it Bert, you're next. Who else? Um, you did, we, did you guys bring up Jake or no? No, not yet. He, no, he's okay. There. So, yeah, I'll definitely go Jake Roberts, 87. The infamous uh interview he had with Hogan, 
where the fans were cheering Jake just as much as Hogan was as they were uh, uh, rooting on Hogan. And they just didn't want to do it. They didn't want to pull the trigger. You know, Hogan was like, I'm not putting Jake over. You know, I don't want to work with him because, you know, at the time, if you're if it if you work a program with Hogan, you know, he's making money obviously, but you're making more money than what you've done before. Because working with Hogan, you're gonna get a bigger a bigger payday for being the top villain, whether you're King Kong, uh King Kong Bundy, Earthquake, whoever. But with Jake, it was different because Jake arguably at that time was the top heel, you know, uh sick finisher. You know, the DDT at the time was you know not what it is today. It was a true finisher. You know, you knew once he, you know, got it locked, you know, that was it. And, you know, Hogan, he just didn't want to do the, he just didn't want to put him over because it was like, you know, I'm I'm not going to make money because if we're both so hot, you know, it's not really, you know, people, you know, I'm not going to make the most money out of that. So that's why he really kind of want to nix it. And for Jake, you know, it sucks because Jake, you know, I think he definitely at that time in those number of years probably could have won had the title once at least for sure. You know, if DiBiase if DiBiase can if DiBiase can all, can almost win the title by, you know, buying it from Andre or Andre giving it to him, why couldn't Jake, you know, for a month, you know, have the title? Cuz Jake was over. I mean, Jake was over. You know, he, that back then especially, hell yeah. But he's definitely one that could have could have done more. DiBiase could have been the champion, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He could have been. Dibiase should have been. Should have been. Thank you. I, I, I agree with that. He should have been. Because He's for, definitely you know, one of those He had it all. For those that don't know, you know, back then when the WWF, well, NWA too, when they used to run towns, you know, Hogan was, you know, always in the A-town, so he was always the main event for the A-town. Jake was the main for the B-town. You know, Jake was was the top draw at the beat at the beat to uh, the B shows. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't like he was you know, just a big heel that just worked. You know, whenever you know he was, people were coming to see him. You know, get destroyed, or vice versa. You know. Yeah. So he definitely could have made money. It was it's, the money wasn't a fact. It's just Hogan didn't want to, you know, put that much effort and didn't want to, you know, make less money because of that. I, I don't know. I think also it goes into the fact that. When that whole thing where uh, Jake DDT's uh, Hogan, he was getting like people were behind Jake, like yeah, actually man. cheering him on for doing it, and I think that rubbed Hogan the wrong way, and he yeah. didn't want any of that. Oh, not at all. So the cheers are gonna be on anyone; it's gonna be on him. Mm-hmm. And for them to like, I think there he would have been like, "Oh no, they're gonna turn on me," and he just was not having any of that. And I you know, Vince, you know, Vince wasn't having it because Hogan. Mm-hmm. As soon as, as soon as that tear, like, remember, remember, remember that ad with the the Italian guy who was playing an Indian and the garbage. And that Hogan, Hogan turned, and like the tear goes like this. Vince is like, "Sorry, Jake. I got. I have to go with Joe Pantoliano, whatever his name is. You know." Yep. You guys I don't agree. remember that commercial where the, everybody was littering and the Indian was crying? Yeah, of course I remember. That's Hogan. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right, no, I'm I'm agreeing 100. I think, again, but this is this comes back to the this. Remember, don't forget this show came about the Who Never Won the World Title show, and we basically blamed Hogan for all those. Guys, look. Oh, oh hi, Jane. I'm sorry. So, so the next one basically. 
Yeah, so the, so I will I will bring up the next one. I'll bring up the next one because it's going to be on, even though you called him his buddy, I'm going to say Kurt Henning. Kurt Henning's again on, the, on that same list. At the, at Kurt Rumble, Henning and right? and yeah, Kurt Henning should have been a world champion. Mm-hmm. He should have been a tag champion. He should have been. He wasn't a crown champion. He should have been European champion, TV champ, whatever belt they had. He um, should have been because he was that damn good. Yep. And. Again, another guy. Hogan's like, mm, no, just don't feel like. And and what again? Not to use the pun, but a perfect gimmick. <laughs> no one, very few. You know how, how those vignettes in the beginning, uh, legendary. They worked and they didn't work. I think perfect. And I would say Razor Ramones are probably my favorite vignettes of all time. Before the guy even shows up to wrestle, hundred percent, fantastic. Wayland is an honorable mention. Yeah, his were good too. Yeah. AKA his, Bray Wyatt before Bray Wyatt. Yeah, his vignettes were okay, but he was a. But, um, oh, don't so be hating me on mercy. Come on. <laughs> so I'm just going to say, uh, Mr. Perfect, you guys can rebuttal or agree or whatever. Yeah, I agree. Yep, he's on my list. 100%. 100%. So he, it's, all, it's, all, it's all because we did the Who Never Won the World Championship thing. So Hogan can blame himself. Uh, I don't know who's next. Dave, you're next. Who, who you got next? Uh, I got Double J slap nuts, Jeff Jarrett. Ooh. Hold on, I'm trying to fix my mic. Huh. Hey, it's Miss Piggy. My daughter has Miss Piggy. I got to put her on. <laughs> you got, you got, you, we got to put her over, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, it all goes back to after I would paper. It was a Bash of the Beach, I think, 2000. Yeah. Bash of the Beach, 2000. Yeah. Jared, he was supposed to do the job to Jared, then decided creative control comes in, said, nope, I'm not doing the job to Jared. And that's when that whole infamous, you know, he comes that out. So cool, man. Yeah, just Jared sees there. Again. And throws the, throws the championship belt at the, what is that, at the entrance, like, just because he just didn't want to do one job to Jared. Like, come on. At that time, no, you're moving in a different direction. It's not like Jared is like a nobody. Yeah. You know. No, and Hogan, that was the last time Hogan was on WCW. That was yeah. the last appearance, yeah. And then I think if I'm not wrong, Bert, you can correct me on this. He didn't uh, do the job for him either in uh, TNA, right? Well, in TNA, they had a – because TNA worked a lot with Japan, and they, they were going to do an angle where – because Hogan, I believe, was working in Japan at the time. And they did this whole angle where he he was having like a press conference, and then Jarrett came and like you know hit him with a guitar, and it was gonna lead up to a match with them. But eventually Hogan was like, "Sorry, brother, you know I'm not doing that." And you know, big surprise. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean that's 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 another one because you know that that whole angle. You know, what do you want to call it, angle or not? Because it's you know looking going back years, it's. You know, you, you, hear, you hear Russo side, you hear Hogan side. You don't really know what's true or not. You know, for me, you know, how I can you know, believe? That's those, what I'm saying. Yeah, those, it's really those, hard to believe who's who. What what really happened? Well, but I mean, the way it went down, it was just you know, WCW at that point, you know, they were very shoot heavy. You know, everyone's cutting a shoot promo. They're you know, the commentators are using you know, you know, wrestling terms and oh, he doesn't want to do the job and da 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 da. da. And it's just, you know, just Russo everywhere. And that was just, which you know. Which let's just, face it, they were, they were behind the times anyway. I mean, yeah. that was already, 
it was already, already, it was already in WWE. WWE. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Hogan not wanting to do the job, I mean, legit, it probably did win. Like, it probably did win that way. But, you know, it sucks for Jarrett because I know I know a lot of people give Jarrett uh, crap, but Jarrett as a heel, man, especially during that time, you know, coming off, you know, his run in WWF and how he came into WCW and was basically pushed as the guy, you know, it, it was it was it was good. You know, he, he did solid work. You know, he got a lot of heat because people hated him, you know, the whole guitar gimmick. But, you know, the best thing about that whole angle was, you know, Booker T and Jarrett going on and having a 20-minute, you know, classic, you know, and Booker, you know, finally getting to push as a single star in WCW that he should have had years before, at least in 1998. Yep. You know, so that's probably the best thing about that. That was probably the best thing Russo did. And then uh, that was it. That was the peak. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's the only thing. And just for the record, I was on board for the NWO 2000. I was on board. But, of course, it didn't materialize because he got hurt. But I thought Bret Hart finally getting something to do. And he yeah. killed Jeff Jarrett. And then you throw in Hall and Nash, you know, the OGs. I thought that was a great idea. And you don't add nobody else. You leave those yeah. four. You don't add nobody. And then now the silver. I like the silver and black, too. I thought that was awesome. Didn't that was work cool. out. My bad. Yeah, but I will say... I am a fan of the NWO 2000 also, so I'll, I'll take that if I have to. <laughs> Eric, uh, who you got? Who you got? Who you got? Who you got? Ah, man. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't really, I don't really have enough. Uh, I think it's, I think it's worth mentioning. Um, I don't know what to think about, like. Did he bury Earthquake, or was Earthquake just set there for, like, you know, because I kind of got to feel, like, a little bit like Earthquake didn't get the... He buried him. Yeah. He did, right? He was one like of those guys feels, that was on like every he list. He was on every list I saw today doing the research. He was on almost every list, Earthquake. Earthquake had, they said they had the potential. He was over as a heel. Yeah. Um, people Way think over. he was the most hated... He was the most hated wrestler of like 19, whatever, 89, whatever it was. I don't know what year it was. Two magazines named him the most hated heel. That's how you make money, man. And, uh, inside wrestling, I think. Something like that. But yeah, losing, having Earthquake win and then Hogan can win it back would have been huge. Would have been gigantic. But Hogan said no. Nope. No, because nope. he's a chucklehead. <laughs> No, I agree with that one. I agree 100% on that one. I think Same so. Uh, Bert, anybody else? What else we got? Got more? All right. So I have a company, uh, not WCW, but uh, TNA Wrestling, circa 2010 to 2012. Uh, not, for what, not, not for the reason that you think. But so he buried time, two companies. Yes, two. In, in, his, two. in his lifetime. Yeah. Now, he wasn't alone this time. You know, Bischoff was there, too. Actually, three. But um, but you know, at the time, you know, I I was watching heavy both you know WWE and TNA, you know, both times a week that they were on, and when it was when it was announced that Hogan had signed with TNA, I was excited. I was like, oh crap, that's huge for them because TNA at the time, you know, in two thousand nine, they had reached a certain point where I thought that they were as competitive to WWE. As they as they have been, you know, years prior, 
you know, because, you know, Kurt Angle, you know, Kurt Angle was there. Samoa Joe was still, you know, kicking ass, you know, AJ Styles. You know, they had finally pushed AJ Styles to a point where he won the title, you know, beat Sting. And it was like he was legit. Like, he's, oh, this is our guy. Hogan comes in January 2010, brings in people that I don't think anybody in TNA wanted to see. Orlando Jordan, Val Venus. You know, it's just like, you know, turning it basically into WCW. Bubba the Love Sponge. Yeah. You take away what makes T- what made TNA stand out so much from WWE, you take away the six-sided ring. You know, and it's, oh, no more six sides. Blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, you know, you just, you take away your identity, which, you know, for, for what it is, fine. If he wanted to do it, he has the right to do it, fine. But for me as a fan, I felt that if you would have kept the six sides, you know, I think it would have been better. And the storylines, it's just, you know, the whole abyssomania, trying to make Abyss like the number one, you know, guy getting the Hall of Fame ring from Hogan, you know, bringing in Flair at the time was controversial because he had his last match in WWE. And even though Flair, you know, today he talks about it, he needed the money. You know, I understand he needed the money, but could have been booked better. Because, you know, then it just became, you know, faction heavy with Fortune and Immortal. And it was just too much. And, you know, they're basically pushing outside guys instead of pushing, you know, the homegrown talent. You know, they, they bring in RVD, which fine, you know, RVD can still go. But don't have him beat AJ Styles, you know, his first pay-per-view match in the company for the title. You know what I mean? And, you know, eventually, you know, eventually, you know, that year, you know, the even though, you know, I'm kind of, you know, you know, crapping on him now. But the Jeff Hardy heel turn at Bound for Glory that year, I thought that was excellent because, you know, it was the one person that you didn't expect to turn heel. And, you know, basically Hogan turning heel in TNA after, you know, being a you know, the quote-unquote babyface up to that point. And I would say that, you know, after that initial year, 2011, 2012, when he started getting less and less, you know, booking control, things got a little bit better. But the damage had already been done up to that point. And, you know, after TNA, you know, when he left in 2013, it took him a couple of years. But now, we talked about it earlier, you know, I feel like, you know, they're at a better point than they were back then even though they're not on a consistent network even though they may not have you know the panda energy money you know behind them funding them you know they're from a wrestling standpoint and from a booking standpoint they're at a better place than they were when hogan was there because hogan you know didn't understand i guess he didn't get it basically i like tna too i did i like that era they had I mean, you look at look you say you look at what they had they had aj styles they had bobby Roode. They, you know, they had all these guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, you guys agree? Right. I agree. Who, so who owns two companies right now? They buried uh, three. You buried three. It's not Billy Corgan because Corgan has what? NWA. He owns NWA. NWA. It's, yeah. it's, a Scott, it's Scott the Moore. And uh, I think um, Cyrus, uh, he, well, his character in, in ECW was Cyrus the Virus, but they basically. Oh, Don owned, Callis? Yeah, Don Callis. Yeah. They own they own okay. Impact today. Wild thing, Don Callis. Okay. Met him on the Eric, what's, what's the third company he buried? Well, he didn't really bury it, but he put the fu- he put the second to last nail in the coffin was AWA. Mm, when well, he left, yeah, and rightfully so because Vern kind of screwed him over. Yeah, he was supposed to win the title. He should have won the title. Hulkamania was born in the AWA. A lot of people don't realize that 
AWA. Yeah, it was pretty much the same gimmick that he was doing. If he did not leave the AWA, we probably would be talking about a lot of different things right now. Yep. And, but no, he kind of said, okay, Vern, you know, you crusty the old 50s greasy haired, you know, no, no knee pad wearing shooter <laughs> bastard. I'll go to Vince. And then right after that, what happens? Well, Vince buys all the TV up in LA. Then he buys all the TV up in, in the Midwest. Then he buys Dick the Bruiser. And he buy, you know, so here we go. Don't make me do this again, guys. I, I, I can't <laughs> do like that again. Well, also, too, is because he wanted to do, he wanted to do Rocky Three. And Vern was like, no. Vern, 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 yeah, that's what led him to. I think, I don't think he was under contract then. Yeah. No, 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 no. Vince Sr. said no. Oh. Vince Sr. Oh, said, right? yeah. said no. So Vern said, don't said do yes. it. And he said, I'm doing it. And he said, if you do it, you're out of here. And he, that's what he went back. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, then yeah, Vince, yeah, yeah. and then Vince Jr. is the one who said, what are you, insane? Like Vince <laughs> saw it. Vince saw it, the body, the hair, the mustache, the, you know, all just turns me on. That whole thing. He saw it. And Good he, shit. When he, when he, when he, when he let him go, he was like, you know, you're insane for letting this guy go. So, yeah, yeah. it was Vince Steele who told him he can't do it. Remember, he yeah. was heel. And they said, don't go do it. But he went and did it. And they fired. They got rid of him. Then that whole Gagne thing. And then he came back as a good guy. Yep. So, uh, Dave, who you got? Who you got anybody else? Uh, I got one more on my list. And I wouldn't say it's a burial. Just uh, Hogan not, you know, didn't want to put him over, didn't do what he was supposed to do, and that is none other than Steve Ferracci's favorite heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Uh, no, we talked about it earlier. And he was he didn't want to do he was supposed to do well, I think it was like a trilogy. Yeah, where he won and Sean won, and then whatever the last one was gonna be. And then Hogan was like, nah, you know, uh my, I, my, I have uh, some knee problems. I'm going to get surgery or whatever. So we're just going to do the one. And not only does he make Sean turn heel, he says then he's only going to do the one. And Sean has to lose. So I just love Sean's response to this. like, okay, so I'm going to lose? Perfect. Oversells everything. Oh, the, so next, the next night on so Raw, good. basically, like, just the sarcasm. Like, oh, he was cat-like. You know, I couldn't, you know... Get over the Hulkamania and all this. It was just too much. It was so great. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. Um, If I I was Sean, I would have done the same thing because, you know, Hogan from the initial the initial challenge the initial challenge, he was like, oh, I'm not going to be on TV. I'm not going to build myself. I'm just going to show up at SummerSlam and you're going to go against me and that's it. And I'm going to go over. So Sean was like, "Well, I have to do all the heavy, the heavy lifting." So, you know, that's when he cuts the great, you know, the Larry King promo and just makes fun of Hogan and all that. And says, like, hey, "What's you gonna do?" And, oh my back! And it's just like hilarious. That promo was great. I loved it. It was good. <laughs> and you know, you know, if you look, if you look back, you know that match. I don't think that could ever happen again today. I don't oh, think no. Vince. I don't think Vince would never let someone sell like that in a match. It was so Cause great because it, 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 it was it's Hogan and Sean, so it's like whatever they want to do, it's fine. But uh, you know, I think you know after seeing that, they were just like, "Well, we're not going to do anything because you know whatever the program's over, <laughs> Hogan's gone." So that's it. But this is hilarious. Yeah, the, over, the, over, the overselling is like wow, it's yeah. ridiculous. 
It's like it's um, the one point, it's the one point he gets kicked out of the ring and then like stands up again and flops and down and then goes up. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, I don't have to watch. I, I think I'm gonna watch that tomorrow. That's hysterical. <laughs> it's so I, I, I'm gonna too. Was the valid? Was the reason valid enough? The what was the reason? I just had to know. That was Sean's valid reason for super kicking him and turning heel. I yeah. just needed to that know was, if I could. That was a great him. moment, though. I, I thought that was good. Yeah. I actually, I actually like that moment. Because the thing is, when you're watching that, you're waiting for it. You're like, I know Sean's going to kick him. I know it's going to happen because they, they have the whole tag match, doing the posing, and then Hogan turns around and it's just like, bam, bam. sells it excellently too. Very, very good. Yeah, yeah, one of his rare old man cells. That was actually mm-hmm. a good sell. <laughs> uh, Eric, you got anybody left? I think I'm good. You good, Bert? You got anybody left? Uh, no. But I will say, even though we've been burying him this whole time, oh, um, we're burying somebody. <laughs> it's like we're, we're burying Hogan, Scott Peterson. <laughs> I'm burying Scott Peterson will, right now. I will say that when he came back to the WWE in 2002, from that point, from like March until like August, when he put over Lesnar, when they had the whole thing, we did the bear hug and then took the blood and put it on his chest, and like he killed Hulkamania. The work that Hogan was doing during that time. I think somewhat kind of made up for the crap that he was doing before because he was putting, he, you know, working with Jericho and, you know, the un-Americans and, you know, working with edge and, you know, actually having his last great true matches, you know, before he couldn't take bumps anymore, but that was some of the best work in his career up to that point, you know, cause he was coming back, you know, he had the whole match with the back at WrestleMania 18, you know, that was good stuff that he did. But after that, that's it. So who's the one guy you guys think that he always did the job for? Himself. <laughs> Just him. Damn. <laughs> well, That's it, bro. I, I, I was going to say, I felt like he always did the job for The Undertaker. But that's different, though, because Undertaker, Undertaker has a different... I know, he's but not, I feel like that's he's one not, guy he's that he's he... Not. like. He's like, okay, you know, I can't, you know, use my creative control on him. Because the thing is, because Taker no. has too much of a presence backstage, and he, you're not gonna put over, you're not gonna bury Taker like that. Taker's not. I one, think he just has Taker's too much. Not of a Vince is not gonna allow it. So, I think he just has too much of a presence. Period. I think Undertaker's yeah. like got that. Look, Hogan, I don't care who you go to, you ain't effing with me. Mm-hmm. So, he'll just shoot Vince too. He'll just shoot Vince too. Yeah, it's probably was like, yeah, that's not one. That's not one person that you're not even to come and bring up to me. Yeah, no. Who, who was more loyal than that dude? Nobody. Exactly. Like Nobody. In the '80s, you know, this was Vince. This was Hogan. Now it's like this is Vince. I don't think it's like right here. Yeah, he can do probably whatever he wants. He mm-hmm. can do whatever he wants. Because of his, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see him ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with that 100. Yeah. percent I think I don't think there's any chance in hell he could put the Undertaker, beat the Undertaker, cleanly all. Not after Tuesday in Texas, but you know what I mean. Later on yeah. in their careers. Wow, what a fun ass show that was, man. That was good. I don't think I laughed that much in a while. <laughs> I like when Eric gets mad. Where are you guys we do a whole episode make Eric mad? We should. <laughs> we I'm should. so in for it. You, got, you know what would be great? If you guys the between the three of you, without telling me, like came up with like five things each to go to go around and piss me off. Like that would be great. <laughs> All throughout the show, just a little like plugs until just you can't take it anymore. Yeah, just keep going, and I'm and until I, you know, I'll just. Oh, that's awesome! You know, 
because I get funnier when I get madder. I think it's it's you know it's, it's easier. It's easy for me. I already know what I'm going to do. Next right. week, I'll be wearing a Bruce the Barber Beefcake is God t-shirt. Beefcake <laughs> is God. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring on my Bruce That's Richard it. one. Oh, I'll come in Bruce Richard red face. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to put greatest faction ever on the back. It's going to be Bruce Pritchard, Beefcake. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll get all Eric's favorites back there. That's oh, the greatest faction I, of all time. Who else do I get all mad at? Uh, who else don't I like? It's got to be somebody. I don't know. Right I now, we're sticking with Beefcake. You came around on Triple H. So Sam, I need, a shirt. On that one. I, need, I need a shirt that says Beefcake is God. Can you make that for me? <laughs> Hilarious. My new, I, I, did you order the vinyl, Sam? Yeah, it's tomorrow, actually. Oh, so my new sh- I will debut a new shirt next week. I will be debuting my brand new shirt. Nice. I can't, I can't Tim, wait. Tim, have beefcake. Very talented wife is making some very awesome shirts. Tim, have beefcake have and uh, Brutus <laughs> Pritchard holding white cloths. <laughs> and like, well, that would make me mad. Maybe they could be saluting <laughs> like a, like, remember the Kramer? It could be the Eric, like the painting. They could be like saluting me. <laughs> <laughs> We're now getting crazy. Um, yeah. All right, girls. That was a good show. So next week, I think we should have our. We're going to do our list next week for most. I don't know. How, I'm having to put it underutilized, most taken a dumped on wrestlers. I don't know how you want to put it. Guys who were not given their fair share. I think we should do decades too. Hmm. Yeah, that's a lot. Because that's a lot of. It's so a what lot. Decade, what decade Maybe. should we do next week then? We should go in succession, probably. Start the eighties and go to the nineties and go to the two thousands. See, I have a lot more guys recently than I do in the past, though. So we should go nineties. I don't know. Two thousands. Nineties had some guys that were shit on, man. Hmm. Guys, you want to skip the eighties? We should skip the because the eighties. Everybody was getting screwed in the eighties. You know, nobody <laughs> noticed. Hogan and Flair. <laughs> Nobody it's noticed. It's Hogan and know. Flair. Well, we yeah. didn't know because of the magic of kayfabe. You know, it's like there's no internet. There's one dirt sheet. You know, Gordon Soley just no, no. stayed in Florida. So we didn't know, you know. See, there goes my one shot at putting Billy Jack Haynes on the list. All right. <laughs> we'll skip the 80s then. No big deal. He was in WCW in the 90s as Black Blood. There you go. See, I didn't know I'm that. There. I had no idea. <laughs> All right, so next week we'll do the 90s. Do the 90s? 90s. 90s, that sounds good. Sounds good, good consensus. All right, then, guys, uh, any last uh, parting words before we go? Uh, Hollywood Dave. Same as always, guys. Wear your masks. (laughs) Wear your cane masks. Mrs. Mrs. Ant. Um, Don't be stupid. Don't think everything is a conspiracy. Uh, wear your masks, be vigilant, be diligent, respect other people when you're out, respect your fellow workers, respect the people you're going to buy from, and respect your the people you pass by on the street because this ain't time for kooks and this ain't time for conspiracy theories, man. This is real. This shit is real. So you, you, which way? You and you, <laughs> all of us, we can, we, we can get rid of this, man, but we got to yeah. be smart. We're, we're already being smart. Everybody else needs to start being smart. Because America, I'm sorry to tell you, I'm a little disappointed in you. Bert, I, I am. I am. Just, why, just, why, 
it, it's not danger. bad to say that because we got complacent. We got a little. We got we we reached a little too far over the line. Now we have to. We got to reel it in. So everybody, please just do your best to stay safe. I say that as a guy that works in retail because you're coughing on me. Your 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 kids are are drooling on me. Your old your mothers that are in their nineties are dropping their teeth on me. So like, please just try not to do that. <laughs> Seriously, this is real. And yeah. just, everybody just do your best, man. Do your best. Yeah. Just yeah, going, off, going off what they said, man, just stay safe, you know, put your mask on, respect people's uh, distancing. And uh, we're all going to get through this. If we all, especially I'm talking to you, Florida, I'm talking to you, Texas, talking to you, California, you know, button up, man. Just put on the mask and we'll all get through this. Yeah, and three months ago, uh, the New Yorker wouldn't be the smartest guy, but <laughs> things have changed in the last couple months, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, so It's time for you guys have. to be like us New Yorkers now. It's time for you guys to be like us now. Put those damn masks on. And I want to give a quick shout out because any of you idiots who say this isn't real or this is propaganda, I got two friends right now. My friend Bear and his wife, Jenny, both are suffering from this disease right now. And the wife, Jenny, is in the hospital. Uh, so I hope she gets better right away. Bear, I hope you get better right away. I hope you guys are watching. Um, get through this. You'll get We're through it. We're calling for you, Jenny. We got you. And, um, yeah, so don't be stupid. Wear your mask. I mean, it's not a big deal. It really isn't a big deal. If baseball players can run around the bases with masks on, you can go to the goddamn grocery store with a mask on. No big deal. Um, I wear a mask. All right. That's what I wear a mask eight hours a day, and it doesn't adhere my breathing at all. Same. Exactly. Yep. All right. So next week, nineties. Who was not? I don't even know how to, what the subject's going to be. Who got buried? Who wasn't utilized no, uh, correctly? Mis misused was... wrestlers of the nineties. Misused wrestlers of the nineties. I like that. I like Sounds that. Good. That's what we'll go with. I like it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for watching. Thank you for writing. Thank you for whatever. You may not like us, but we're the best thing going today. Sweet. Beef. I like making Eric mad. <laughs> Why won't it cut out? It's not letting us cut out.